I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. I wait to see your skull vibrate. Then I bury the hatchet. I hope you'll catch it. I'll attach it to his focus when I broke his head in half. Feel the wrath on my behalf. I drop math in English. I leave you squeamish when I squish you wish. Y'all fucking dreamers. No time for tiddly winks if your titties is pink. Then you are white and I'm not the right man. Not for me, but you can blow pipe and my style so tight. I be carving them seeds when I'm starving. I'm hungry. You little chunks of punks that I dunks in my coffee. Get off me. I'm not your softy. Hey, welcome to the Black Outers podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. We're back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much news to cover. I mean, <laughs> right. Uh, we took a, some time off. And the world decided to keep going. Right. I thought they would pause for a bit. You know, mm-hmm. I said, hey, the NFL's back. People have their opiate. Uh, we can just stop worrying about news dropping. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is yeah. not how it worked at all. Oh, hell broke loose, didn't it? It really did. Uh, like literally. Beating their women. Yeah. Uh, beating their kids. Mm-hmm. Getting caught. Um, a bunch of shit happened, but we'll talk about as much as we can today i mean it is a football sunday yes so it is you I know how we do fantasy team together we won't be here long Mm-mm. um but uh yeah we uh you know i'm glad to be back man we took a um vacation uh trip to china um and it was yeah. great uh, now we took a vacation uh took some mental health days uh went to see my brother get married up in pennsylvania a uh, bunch of great stuff like that, but of course, let me just do the introduction. It's the Blackout Tips podcast. iTunes, Stitcher Radios, Blackout Tips. You owe us a five star review if you haven't given us one yet, mm-hmm. especially if you hit us up. Yeah, especially if your punk ass is talking about some. Oh, y'all are my crack. I'm so glad you're back. What my five star review then, nigga? Right. Hmm? I don't feel love. Hug my neck. Right. Here's some autographs for you, even though I know you're off. I right. want my five star review, people. Right. You see me tweeting, yeah, man, this is a lovely wedding. Hey, man, did you see the one about <laughs> the white supremacist raping a black baby in front of the police and nobody did anything? Guess the race. Can you please uh cover this right now immediately at 1 in the morning at your brother's wedding reception? Yo ass on me a five-star review. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you do. All you entitled assholes. You owe <laughs> us reviews. Yes, you do. It's the least you can fucking do. The minimal you can do. Yeah. I forgot how much. Sometimes I forget how much bad news we cover on this show. Cause fucking people send it to you. <laughs> right. Like, oh, I saw this and I thought of you. Did you know, a uh, puppy, uh, was, uh, there was a man who was serial killing puppies, uh, based on if they were dark puppies or white puppies. Uh, <laughs> can you cover this, please? He was stomping them to death with, with spike boots. Can you please cover this? You better. I thought of you. I thought, hell, Ryan would love to hear about this in the middle of his brother's wedding vows. Cause that, is awesome. Yeah, did you hear about the person that took the quarter and thumped the server upside the head and talking about that's the tip? Right. Mm-hmm. And then the court, then the server choked to death and her baby, uh, she was a single mother, her baby died because she couldn't come home. Right. So, uh, can you please cover this on the show, Guess the Race? Mm-hmm. No picture attached to the article, but mm-hmm. Guess the Race, Guess the Race yep. anyway. I thought you might like to hear about that. Uh, but yeah, man, y'all always five star reviews if you did any of this shit. Oh, I expect to have the most five star reviews we've ever had. This right, Saturday, right. Because niggas was on it. Um, but hey, it's good to be missed. Could yeah, could, could be, be the worse. opposite. Could be nobody missed us. Could be niggas like, oh, y'all took time off. Wow, didn't I? I didn't even recognize it. Wow, I was too busy enjoying my life. 
Yeah, um, now if you were premium, you would probably like that because you yeah. just like, hey, yeah, I didn't even know y'all was gone. Shit, I got more shit that I can keep up with. Yeah, premium people got a bunch of new shit, man. Justin's premium show and uh, the, the, uh, a bunch of off-season reviews, man. We watch so much TV, we don't always have time to sit down and review it, but we're making a, we're redoubling our efforts to make sure we get those reviews out. Mm-hmm. And we still got some more to come out too, yes, which is crazy. We do. But um hopefully you guys are enjoying those and uh you know, leave comments on the web or email or on the website or whatever and we'll discuss your feedback based on what you think about the seasons and stuff like that. I think it'll be pretty cool. Um what else? What else? What else? Um uh you can also leave comments on the site, all that stuff, blackoutist.com. Um, email, all that shit. You guys know this. Let's talk about the people who paid for us to be here. First of all, giving all honor and glory to Shadow Doll Productions, to which <laughs> through which everything is able. Um Come with all my help. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh we gotta give a shout out to Shadow Doll Productions, man. Um we have an audio play album. It's on iTunes. It's called The Very Best of Rodney Karen. Or just The Best of Rodney Karen. Mm-hmm. Um, people that have bought it have enjoyed it. They yes, tweeted they us. Have. They let us know. They tweeted Shadow Doll Productions and they've commended them on the great script and uh, our great acting. I think you should check it out. It's only $10. That's all. Okay. And all you have to do is search The Best of Rodney Karen on iTunes and buy yourself a copy. Um, we appreciate everybody that does take the time out to do that because mm-hmm. it keeps them sponsoring us. And plus, I feel like we put our heart and soul into those performances. Um, and I feel like you guys will enjoy listening to us be different people. Mm-hmm. It was fun, too. Try on some different voices and all this shit, man. So I think you guys will enjoy the voice acting there. Um, we also have a sexier sponsor. Um, let me see if I can find some sexy music um i always forget to prepare for this part i don't know why uh how about this one by the way this whole album good who is this lady okay fellas and ladies, are you looking to spice things up in your bedroom? Hmm? Are you looking to surprise your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Get down, do you? Well, here's an offer that you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only, you can get 50% off of just about any item in, that they have on the site. And there's a lot of items, guys. Still haven't found an item you can't get 50% off of, but let's just say, for instance, that, you know, maybe you should go try to find it. That's what I'm saying. There's so many. You'll be surprised. Uh, in addition to your 50% off, though, you also get some other shit. That's right. You get three, count them, three free adult DVDs of white people in slow motion, having sex in HD quality <laughs> cameras with great lighting and, and scenic and locations. Makeup. Yeah, I'm talking they fly these porn stars out to the island and they say, fuck it on this grass. And they do. Okay, they love it. So you guys, make sure you go there um, and get your three free adult DVDs. Plus, a free extra gift that's so sensual, I would smack you in the mouth just for asking me what it is. Oh, Lord. That's right. Don't get in the elevator with me. Plus, you also get free shipping. The best kind of shipping to top it all off. 
So go to adamandeve.com for the special offer. Get 50% off of one item when you put a code TVGWT for the offer upon checkout. And when you do, you get three free adult DVDs, free extra gifts, and free shipping. That's TVGWT at adamandeve.com. Take them to the bridge. Serious, this album is banging. It's Lady. Um, yeah, I, I like that one song they did on True Blood. That song was everything. Mm-hmm. Was uh, Karma? Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that was You know, you know it's like, good when the black lady starts talking to you before she even starts singing. Yep. It's, it's like I guess they have a live band or something because it's just this funky sound and the whole album is like 11 songs and it goes by so fucking fast but I bet you every song is greatness when they short like that mm-hmm. listen she about to say it to you ain't nobody worry than you Singing about some money, man. We be knowing about them hard times. What? Tell you how to make a dollar stretch. Walk around like money ain't shit. Right. You did me wrong this month, money. I was counting on you to come through. Right. I get a little worried when you focus on my money. Money, 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 money. money.
people yeah it is on spotify man i listen to this uh we listen to this probably like i don't know fucking five six ten times on the way to pennsylvania and back like yeah this is one of those ones you can throw on in the background um and what i really like about it is um you know it bridges the gap like my parents were listening to it right layla's in the backseat listening to it we're in the front listening to it like it was like a jam that kind of brings everybody together, oh. like the whole album. Right. It it wasn't like a dividing of the generations. Yeah, but I guess we should talk a little bit about our trip, right? Yes. Oh, uh, well, Karen, as you guys can see, Karen can't wait to talk about the trip. <laughs> um, well, the good thing is, like, we rode up there, and um, my parents rented a van. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was me, my mom, my dad, Karen, and Layla, who was my niece. You guys might know her as Hot Dog Water, um, <laughs> which I referred to her as on the show before. Uh, she's outgrown Hot Dog Waters. We just go by Layla now. She, yeah, she's a little older. Yeah, she doesn't. She's not a fan of the hot dog water. Mm-hmm. Um, she don't like me kissing her upside the forehead no more. She gets angry at me. Don't kiss me upside my forehead. Yeah, she's not a big fan of all the kissing. Mm-hmm. Um, so the one day you're going to miss my kisses. Yeah, she is a fan of uh, beating me up, though. She's, <laughs> not that yes that she is she she, she jumps on you like uh, she comes like she jumps on you like full-fledged wwe ah, i know man i'm like god don't matter she gonna kill him i asked her why she kept beating me up and she said it's because i'm strong and i can take it right and she said because i'm stronger than her dad and i was like yeah that's cool and all because i did used to beat your brother up but i know flattery and it will get you everywhere. Keep beating me up. It's fine, little girl. It's fine. I can take it. I'm a man. Yeah. And you know what? And I had this, cause she used to jump on me like that. And I had to explain to her, cause she used to play with her pawpaw. And I'm like, baby, I'm not your pawpaw. Like, like, I, I, you hurt me. That's the body gonna be over everybody. Like, yeah. I don't bounce back as quickly as pawpaw. She's a big fan of piggyback rides. Yeah. Um, big fan of, uh, beating me upside my arms and head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, threatening and threatening me i asked her i was like why do you keep beating me up and she said real quiet when nobody was listening she said because i'm a violent person and then, she, then she looked at me real crazy and i was like calm down ladies it's getting come on man you gotta read the news it's not not safe out here for these ladies to be beating up dudes <laughs> you and in a brutal relationship yeah, with we, gotta, we gotta fix you don't you. even know it gotta fix this before you get out in these streets niggas ain't gonna even have your back i've seen it yeah, firsthand right, right. I would tweet out, yeah, I beat up my six-year-old niece. I mean, my nine-year-old niece. They'd be like, yep, that's right. That sounds it's about okay. right. What she did she was, do? She what? Right. What was she doing? Grabbing your arm, hitting you with a monkey? You could do that. Uh, we did buy her a monkey. Yes. At the at the convenience store that she named Jackson. Mm-hmm. The monkey had a crisis, identity crisis, though. <laughs> yes, cause, like, he did. 
first it was uh something other than jackson like yes it was maurice or something, something like that mm-hmm. and i was like that's a good name for a monkey and then she's like no it's jackson now it's back to jackson yeah and then i think it started cross-dressing because i looked back there it had uh diamond earrings in his ears yeah i don't know what's going on with that monkey <laughs> your grandma was like take them take them earrings out of that monkey's ear yeah that monkey had some uh you know some real gender issues going on <laughs> yes, trying, to, he did. trying to find his identity and you know that's fine yeah for, that's fine i don't have a problem with that i will call the monkey whatever pronoun it would like to be referred to and you know if he wants to change he or she wants to change their yeah, name I don't have a to jackson uh something like that then i respect that choice so mm-hmm. uh but yeah jackson the monkey was a good hit uh big hit we went over to the house the other day to um help her with her homework and uh she she was like i still got my monkey i was like i know dog you know so yeah, she, she was, loved that monkey yeah she she's a big fan of the monkey man um but yeah, we rode up there. Um, and it was a beautiful drive mm-hmm. and very peaceful. There wasn't a lot of traffic. Mm, the mountains was pretty. Yeah, my dad was driving, so we didn't have to worry about getting a ticket because he did the exact speed limit the whole time. Oh yeah, yeah. Your dad was like, "Fuck a ticket," especially in Virginia. Virginia, when we crossed over Virginia, like within five minutes, uh, like a truck went zooming past us, and as soon as it zoomed past us, about thirty seconds later, we was like, "Boop boop boop!" I was like, "Oh yeah, he got him." Yo, you know what's funny? How many, I don't know about you on Twitter, so many people had shit for us to do. It was just like, (laughs) oh, you in Pennsylvania? Stop and see all the Amish. I'm like, I have an itinerary and shit to do. I'm not up here to chill. I got to work to get this wedding off the ground, help everybody out. Yeah, next, um, next time we'll then we got this, dinners and then we have yeah, they were you know, naming restaurants and shit yeah i'm gonna have to we they're like have... go find a dutch restaurant i don't even know the people in the city didn't know what the fuck that was mm-hmm. i was just like i was like do y'all know what some dutch restaurants are they're like no I'm like what do you think this is i was like what about the homage i don't know like 45 minutes from here what do you want to do that for it's like you know what y'all right let's just do the shit y'all had planned <laughs> it's, it's y'all's wedding weekend what am i gonna fuck it up Oh man, I would have made the rehearsal dinner there, but I really needed to go and hang out with the Amish. Yeah, cause Twitter, cause Twitter said. Somebody went gambling. And I was like, no, I ain't got no money to give to nobody. Yeah, my uncle and aunt went gambling. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was cool. But yeah, man, um, I did a couple things on the ride up there. Uh, we played a lot of, uh, music mm-hmm. on Spotify. Perfect for a trip. Yeah, I think your mom and daddy was surprised because your daddy had that NPR looking like, I'm not sitting in here no fucking eight hours with NPR. Shout out to Tweaked Audio and the new headphones they sent us because mm-hmm. the headphones also come with the audio jack, the audio in and slash out jack. Yes, they do. Um, so I forgot to bring that for the trip uh, to like plug into the radio so we could listen to my phone instead of listening to the what was on the radio. Mm-hmm. But because I brought my headphones, I already had a built-in, um, I already had a built-in audio jack. So I plugged that in and we played a whole lot of shit. Yeah, we From did. Spotify, man. Like so much music and nut. And like, here's the thing. We had so many selections and we didn't even have to curse or nothing. Like it was all good, wholesome, clean, quote unquote, music. I mean, we did kind of <laughs> throw in some Clarence Carter when Layla was asleep. Um, yes, and, uh, the, the thing about it, Layla was really good on the trip. She do like most children do. She's like, oh, we riding for a long period of time. <sighs> wake up two hours later. Is we there yet? <sighs> wake up three hours later. Is we there yet? Yeah, I didn't want us to go to sleep up front because my dad, you know, I think the person next to the driver has a responsibility I do too. to talk and stay awake and keep them up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because <clears throat> That's 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 a, a a tough tough job. And then what was even funny was that your mama started getting requests. Your dad was like, "Why are you giving 
request yeah my mom was giving requests request <laughs> like first of all i was already picking great music <laughs> so then my mom was was making requests to the music and i was finding most of them but it was like it was messing up my vibe man i already had five six songs planned out and then she'll be like oh uh throw in um some uh Otis Redding Dock of the Bay or some shit. I'll be like, What? This is not even going with my jam. It's out of my theme, you know. But I said, Hey, it's a vaca- vacation. They pay for the rental car and the gas. The least I can do is go ahead and play for play the soundtrack, yeah, huh? Pay pay what she, play what she wanna hear. Uh some of the songs she requested at one point push it by salt and pepper, which had nothing to do with my seventies theme. But <laughs> at all. But I was like, uh Layla's still in the car. Like right. I think you have fond memories of push it that it's not reality. Yeah, yeah, you don't really understand. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's eight and a half, so push it to you and push it to her. Not, but uh, I was glad. Like, before I thought we were going to have a lot of other people in the van with us or something. But yeah. Because it was just us, and the van was really nice and spacious. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it was just us, it actually was a really good time because it was all positivity on the trip. Yes. Everybody wanted to go up there, have, have a, a good, good time. time. It was no stress. Like, like right. it, it was one of the best trips like i've took with like a fam like in a group in a very long time and it was relaxing Layla got the back seat so she got to stretch out and lay down and we had a really really good time but me and her did have a mexican standoff though about one of the seats because she was wanting to take the seats i was like no chick you want the back seat you got it mm-hmm. she wanted to sit up there up front yeah grandma had to intervene i don't know what would have happened because i was standing at her and she was standing at me and wouldn't nobody budging Mm-hmm. Well, that's how she does. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we uh, you know, um, we're riding up there, listening to music, uh, just talking in general, very positive conversations. Uh, we stopped at Hardee's and uh, 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 had had some delicious Hardee's that we never get to have in uh, Charlotte because it's always all the way out there on the north Ma- side. Oh, Matthews and Ben right. and like way out. Yeah, so go up seventy four. Mm-hmm. So that was dope. Um, the mountains were beautiful in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I did see a sign that said some shit like "Your speed is measured by drones or some sh- like airplane mm. drones." Or s- I was like, "Oh shit!" Are they gonna send like a bomb or some shit if you over sp- speed? Like, what's going on with this? I don't know. I guess they just fly up and down the highway and like take a picture and send the cops at you. I don't know, man, but they did send, uh, they did catch a dude speeding in front of us, I, that truck. He was fine. I seen him because, um. They caught him fast as shit. Mm-hmm. Because I think every so many miles they have like, um, you know how you have like the the highway up and the highway down? Every so many miles they have like the split between the roads where like the officers and the like EMS and stuff can cut through. Mm-hmm. And police officers be like down in the ditches and down in the cuts. And sometimes they be like unmarked cars. And sometimes like one would be pointed in one direction and one would be pointed in the other direction and shit like that. So, you know, I was like, I don't blame your daddy for going at or below the speed limit because uh, shit, you being watched. Right. So, but the trip was pretty uneventful that way, and uh, Layla did point out every time we saw cows and horses. Yes, uh, she was. That was the only thing she wanted us to wake up for. It was like, hey, we see some cows. She's like, cows, right? Horses. That is correct. That is correct. A lot of them. Yeah, some horses there. Horses. Hey, look at that mountain. Look at that mountain. Like, yeah, she was. Yeah, she was. Like, oh, that's pretty. But uh, cows, more cows out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh she started pulling the are we there yet thing but then she just fell asleep so that was cool mm-hmm. um, oh yeah i know that that wasn't gonna last long yeah um 
what else happened on the well that was pretty much it for the trip up there right and then mm-hmm. oh and then some drunk dude in pennsylvania was driving crazy as shit speeding and weaving in and out and it was like an old ass white man with shades on in the middle of the day i was like <laughs> should we call the cops on him right like, he probably, he probably being monitored he'd probably be arrested before he get home with the drones yeah good grief man <laughs> um but uh one of the things like we went to carlisle pennsylvania which i guess is like a military town and uh like we got to meet all the family and friends of my brother's now wife, mm-hmm. uh, Mo, um, and it was so fun because, um, like, it for well I don't know if people know it. My brother's wife is white, um, mm-hmm. so like it was so fun though because I think being from the south, there's all this like either underlying or just overt racial tension um down here all the time Mm -hmm. even in a city like charlotte which we do have a lot more diversity than most other cities down south yes we do but you know people come from out of the city to work here people come from out of the city to live Mm -hmm. uh sometimes bringing their biases with them just yep about people from the south about black folks or whatever yeah and there's always like this undercurrent here of like i hope this person's cool they seem to be pretty cool all right, they're cool. You know, like, there's always, like, a little bit of that in there. Once in a while, you get hit with something where you're like, well, I think this might be a little racist or a little prejudiced or a little mm-hmm. awkward, but, you know, you work through it. Um, well, I guess, uh, you know, with it being a military town up in Carlisle, um, there was a couple things. One, a lot, they had, like, a lot of old buildings, and they had flags out front. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I realized that, like, when we were looking at these flags that were flying, like, the American flag and... Mm-hmm. All the stuff I realized, um, no Confederate flags, Mm-mm. which for just as an architectural point of view, like down here, you see certain kinds of houses, you like, and there's a Confederate flag. Like, right? I was looking for it. You know what I mean? None, because they mm-hmm. won. You know, they won the war. They don't actually, you know, I guess gloat about it. But um, and then like uh, from my understanding, um, you know, a lot of uh, the like Gettysburg is close to there. Yeah, um, next time we go, we do a little bit more sightseeing and stuff. Yeah, um, there's a lot, like a lot of historical stuff happened up there. Some of the builders remind me of some of the builders in Charleston. Yeah, they did remind me of Charleston a mm-hmm. lot. The downtown reminded me a little bit of Charleston. Um, but like I said, uh, still pretty, pretty cool, you know. Um, and then like one of the things I noticed, and it might just be because it's a military town and because it's military, you kind of end up having to deal with diversity no matter what. Right. Like, if I would have known that they made a breed of white people like this, I would have been like hung out with them, you know, like right. it, it was, I was like, hope like, cause I'm very awkward and nervous, uh, in my brain. Okay. Like I'm, you know, I'm a bit of yeah, an introvert. Are, I always opposite. think of the worst thing that can happen. I'm always like, we're going to go down there and someone's going to say something. Someone's going <laughs> to do something to Layla. Someone like, you know, it won't be immediate family. It might be just some random, like, extended family member or one of our extended family members or someone's going to say something to me and I'm not going to be able to, like, figure a great way out of it or, you know, what? It just in my mind, I'm always thinking of the most negative fucking thing that can happen. It's just yeah. part of my brain and, and functioning. It, and me and Roderick is the complete opposite. Like, I'm just outgoing. I'll speak to anybody. Then I'm like, oh, okay, once it happens, like, I'm kind of opposite of that. Yeah, well, Karen could, they couldn't wait to meet Karen either, yeah. either. anyway. They heard so much about her. Right. I didn't, I didn't know that, uh, uh, Morgan had talked about me that much. Mm-hmm. 
uh, like they were basically pushing me out the way. Like, where is Karen? I would like to meet her. I was like, <laughs> Dang, well, I'm, you out the way. I'm like, I'm a husband. So if you want to move, nigga, I'm trying to meet Karen. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we, we, they were, you know, so like the family and all those people were super cool. But I mean, by extension, like people at, uh, and I, I'm no black people identify with what I'm talking about. People at like a gas station. You know what I mean? Right. Like little shit where you like, man, I'm gonna go in this Hardee's. Um, like mm-hmm. you ever go to a place that's so white when you go to the fast food place, the people in there are white. Like that's a white town. Right. Like you walk in a Hardee's and all the workers <laughs> in Hardee's are white. All of them. There's no black people there or cause like black people and Latinos, minorities, we can always find work in the minimum wage job. Mm-hmm. They always give us those. Right. You know, the jobs where you still need government assistance. Anytime it's an all white hardies, I was like, yo, there are no black people Mm-mm. in some of these towns. Nope. <clears throat> so some of these places we stopped, you know, it'd be no brothers in there, nothing. I'm just like, man, um, hmm, this is pretty white up here. But, um, yeah, like, so you get nervous a little bit, especially down south. Mm-hmm. You, you know, hey, I want to stop at this gas station. Wait a minute. This ain't a major city. I don't see no black people. Right. Uh, maybe we're I can make it. We're going to have to run. We're going to yeah. have to go no 30 more miles out the way to the next larger city. Right. I think this is how Rosewood begins. Right. You know, so you just keep trying. I'll find somewhere else. I'll be okay. Well, that was the thing, man. Like, here, I could, like, I couldn't find a person that made me feel awkward. Like, um, I'm not saying race isn't a thing up there. I'm sure it is. And I'm sure if I stay long enough, there'll be something. But like, I couldn't tell it. The motherfuckers was hospitable as shit, son. Right, they was All really, of them. Really nice. People was opening up doors. I was kind of shocked and amazed because it just went Walmart things. workers was helpful. Right. It was crazy. I Can was like, what is this? They actually, world? they actually knew what the fuck they was talking about. Mm-hmm. I, I was confused. Apparently military times is where it's at, man. Um, so I guess it's more ranking class up there than, um, you know, oh, you black, fuck you, you know? It's like, so I don't know why my dad was saying this military town thing. Um, I'm like, well, shit, man, sign me up. These motherfuckers cool as shit, dog. Um, so, um, that was cool. Yeah, talking about hanging up the balls. Um, well, yeah, yeah. So that was just when we got there, you know, stuff that was going on. Um, uh, then we had to, we had like an itinerary. The first night we went out with all of them, uh, to, Olive Garden. By the way, we had so much Italian food. Right. I think um, she's Italian. Yeah, she is Italian. Okay. Um, but we went to Olive Garden, which I haven't been to in a long time. Very long um, time. And also, just another thing different about that small military town thing. Um, you know, the fucking waitresses at Olive Garden were telling us they life story. <laughs> yes, they were. I'm not joking, guy. I would be like, uh, yeah, I, I would like, um, I would like ranch dressing, please. And then they'll be like, oh, yes, ranch dressing. I grew up on a ranch, uh, not too far from here. My mother was a Protestant and my father was a Catholic, but they were able to make it work. They were able to make it work. I went to school for teaching. Right. And, and, (laughs) and I had to remember that, uh, Carlisle is such a small town that like her great, her granddaddy, taught like everybody in the town her mama's a teacher right her sister everybody knows that family right and it seems like everybody knows everybody's family though to be right. in our honesty and that's very different than here because it's so big that you you're not gonna have that intimacy like that so i think that's another reason why they was, was talking talking to us because they was like oh you're part of the family and stuff right well it was a uh, oh y'all from out of town what are y'all what, what's going on and it wasn't like the south carolina y'all from out of town you know what i'm talking about? y'all not from around out these here. parts like right. it wasn't that it was 
oh y'all from out of town where what's going on what are you guys here for oh uh, yeah we're uh visiting um uh, you know my brother's uh wife their family they're getting married and we're up here for the wedding oh man oh yes oh right mm-hmm. yeah we you know <laughs> she we had a went to school and like you know they give you the whole rundown man how they knew her how they mama talk you know yeah. so it was nobody had a bad word to say about them man mm-hmm. it was you know because you know i feel like down here somebody would have eventually said something be like oh them right she beat me out for junior varsity cheerleader <laughs> and i never forget that have been some animosity somewhere right man everybody loved them everybody was like and that and it wasn't like this sh- shock of like oh the black people are marrying the white people it wasn't even mm-hmm. that it was just like oh good for everybody somebody getting married yeah the weirdest part was all these people that like my brother i was like what right do y'all know him <laughs> Nah, I'll just fuck with y'all. But, but uh, it was like all these people were just like, oh, he's the soul of the earth. He's the best. And I was like, you guys are the best. Yeah, because like, it was. If y'all like him, then I guess I like him too. Right. Because it was one of those things where it was so much, uh, so much love and so mm-hmm. much happiness. Because Morgan, ever since I first met her, she's just a very loving and happy person. Right. And when you met her family, you're like, oh, now I see. It makes sense. Right. It, like, it yeah. literally makes sense. Like, from the first time we met her, she would just talk you to death. Like, it's how I was, like, you know her for years from the very first time you met her. Mm-hmm. And you got that completely from her family. Because me and Morgan was sitting at the end of the table across from Roderick. And uh, they had bought out. And it looked like soup that they sell on the table. Yeah, but it was dressing. Right. And I thought, because I, I, cause, <laughs> Layla ended up taking a huge spoonful. And I told Layla not to feel bad because everybody started laughing at her. She got upset. I said, baby, they just sat down in front of me. I'd ate it too because it looked like uh, 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 broccoli tree cheese dressing. Mm-hmm. And she ate a whole spoonful. I was like, oh, I don't think that's. That's dressing. Cause I was looking like, wait a minute, it's not hot. That smoking was confusing. And then me and Morgan was over there. And um, the thing about Morgan, her name is Mary Mary Morgan. But we've always known her as Morgan. So when we first was coming up, they was calling her Mo. I was like, who the hell is this Mo? They was calling her all kinds of names. I was like, I don't know. Because yeah. we've always just known her by Morgan. So as far yeah. as we was concerned, I, I ain't had no and idea. And Karen could put it together it. that Mo no. is the first two letters in Morgan. Because, you know, no. it's very difficult for her to get it. Right. Because I, I, I thought it was somebody else at first. I didn't I didn't have no idea. But at the Olive Garden, I was having technical difficulties with my chair because I did not realize my chair had wheels. Mm-hmm. So me and Morgan was like beside each other and i was rolling and she wasn't and i was confused and then roger had reached over to give me some food and i set up and started rolling slowly rolling away from him making a big scene at the table mm-hmm. yeah uh well carrie did a lot of that you know, <laughs> that was just what carrie did this week that weekend uh we had a meal where everybody was sitting down we're supposed to all like get these like you know they give like a dish for the table <laughs> right for everybody to eat they put calamari down and Karen just started squeezing lemon on it and seasoning the shit. Oh, like shit, you said it in front of me. And I was like, Karen, that's for everybody. You know, you want to take a couple calamari, put them on your plate, squeeze a little lemon on your plate. Yeah, he had to cool. explain that to me. Not everybody is cool with lemon all over their seafood like we are. Like, it's not just for us, but luckily there was more than enough food for everybody. Right. I was like, oh, this is for us. Squeeze, squeeze, yeah. squeeze um but uh yeah so and that was our itinerary so like you know olive garden was great um uh in the beginning of like my like social phobia started to like ease a bit then 
uh everybody was very interested to get to know all of us that that came up on the trip um i spent most of the time messing with layla and rodney and uh on my end of the table and uh checking my my fancy football scores i mean the packers were playing to see how they'll see how come on guys. oh yeah we we was all in the hotel room getting that wi-fi shit together it was like okay they said they're going let's let's select let's pick you know let's let's watch the you know begin game and all that stuff we um and it was funny though i think your mom and daddy was telling us about i think what that's a like, granddaddy at the uh, opposite end of the table with them mm-hmm. yeah and they was telling us about him and uh his stories and stuff like that and and um it was funny though because he was talking to him he was talking loud he was like yeah i'm gonna knock your socks off with this and i'm da, 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 da. Yeah, he's talking and, about dad my dad was like you know how you can look at somebody and be like there he's not very interested in this but this man ain't gonna stop talking to him right I was looking at him the whole time, like, glad I sat on this, this end. end of the table. Yes, because he was like, sometimes I'm going to knock your socks off. So me and Morgan started looking at each other. I was like, Morgan, I was like, how many socks is he going to knock off? She said, girl, I don't know. I said, he going to knock I said, ain't nobody going to live with no socks by the time he finished knocking all them bitches off. <laughs> yeah. She was like, I know, right? Yeah, he was a nice dude. Oh, he was um, sweet as gold. I think he was, uh, let's see, Mary, uh, she, he was Morgan's mom he was morgan's stepfather oh okay okay yeah yeah this, yeah. this was a stepfather and he was a cool dude uh he was very knowledgeable about about a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. very talkative it was funny though because like uh people kept ask people kept being like you know like i guess they told them that i own my own business and run the podcast mm-hmm. and they told her told that you co-hosted a year's very nice mm-hmm. so people kept wanting to like have something to talk to me about and i had to keep changing the topic because i don't want them to listen to the podcast because they're very nice people mm-hmm. and they don't even know what kind of person i am so right you know i was like oh uh, like and, and they would come over you know like henry or whatever come over and be like so i want i want to bend your ear about this podcast when we get a chance to sit down I'm like okay man when i get right back from the bathroom we will break that down all right be right back and then i just try to change the topic and, <laughs> and go and do something else yeah and, and it was like i sat on the opposite end the first day so i didn't have to worry about it but he was like tomorrow at rehearsal then i'm gonna talk to you about it and i was like fuck 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 i hope you forget he, he he did and it was funny though uh because uh i didn't know that he had a hearing he had a hearing aid in his ear so it was funny when he talks to you because when he talks to you he gets right up on you so he can read your lips and be able to hear you mm-hmm. and um after we ate dinner was outside he got really close to him and i was trying to figure out i said oh he got a hearing aid in his ear because i was so confused yeah i yeah i couldn't tell all that because he kept touching me and like <laughs> yeah cause hugging they, me and stuff because that's what they do yeah yeah uh and so you know I'm i'm a little weird about my personal space or whatever but i was like it's cool you know i get it um uh so yeah and and then like he was talking to me but i was able to like um you know kind of steer the topics back to him because i don't like like it was funny he's like so uh what's this podcast thing you hear about i was like well it's like an internet radio show he's like okay okay uh, what kind of things you talk about i was like uh you know pop culture um movies um video games stuff like that okay all right i want to be like race race and race nigga <laughs> talks about that race you wouldn't understand well uh, now nah, we talked and he's like yeah yeah you never know what people be interested in and all this stuff he's like you ever thought about doing one about you know religion i was like no, no. my brother Mm-mm. i don't think so he said why not i was like oh, i'd probably be a little too controversial for my views on religion so why would we want to do that why don't we just keep it you know kind of like talk about some other things 
Plus, I don't want to do a spinoff show on religion. I'm not interested in it. So, you know, but he was bringing up, like, you know, how he was interested in, like, shows about bird watching or something or car, getting your car worked on. And he kind of just related that he at least understood the, the business concept. The business concept. Right. And I think he was more respect, like, he had more respect for the idea of what we were doing as a business. Right. Which is fine with me. Mm-hmm. I don't really need you to like listen to the show or whatever. Mm-hmm. He was like, well, what can I find the show? I was like, oh, you go to Spreecast and you just put in uh, some letters and stuff. And just check that out. Now, you know, <laughs> I've been all like trying to steer him off the path and stuff. But, uh, you know, hopefully if you're listening to this now, um, sorry about all the N-words and cusses, man. But I couldn't do that at the parties, man. I didn't mm-hmm. want to mess everybody up and make y'all think I was a bad person. So. Right. And uh, the the thing about it was just funny because it was me and you and your dad and uh, one of his daughters came by and was like, I'll let y'all know my daddy been drinking a little bit. So he probably will come by here and talk your heads off. And he came over there and just the knowledge and the wisdom he had, he had so much knowledge. Like your daddy knows computers, but he's older than your dad. So he mm-hmm. was naming shit your dad never heard of before. Yeah. 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 He, he, had, he knew like, he's like, Oh, you ever heard of the, uh, I remember when we first got a computer. The, the first I had computer? the five. You, you, did you ever used to work on fives? Right. Like that's how old the computers was. It was just like eight numbers. Like, yeah. Number seven. Uh yeah, I, then we upgraded to the eights. Um, right. Then went to double digits. Your right. Dad, your dad was like, "What?" Then we started putting letters on them. Uh, T eight. Right. I was like, I know. Like T- I was there I- when the first computers got invented. Right. It was just like, but uh, he was cool, man. Uh, he said he could work the hell out of Excel spreadsheet. And I mm-hmm. said, uh, I can relate to that. I know about them pivot tables, dog. What up? Um, but uh, he was cool. Uh, Morgan's mom is, is, is really sweet, really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and she kept everything organized and clicking like clockwork. Yes, she was. Uh, and her it. name, her name's also Judy, just like my mom. So it was all immediately like, oh, two Judys. Let's do it. You know? Yeah, cause it was funny. And you know, and her mama is short. I am five, two and a half. Yes, I want every inch. Mm-hmm. And I had to look down at her and I was like, oh my God, you're short, woman. Yeah. So she was cool, man. And, uh, you know, uh, very nice and like you, you could tell like she don't play that you know mm-hmm. like she's a teacher and whatnot but you could tell that she like has like that discipline on her mind and right and she's constantly always focused making sure everything was going down because right she used to working with children so she's yeah. like hey i got to get y'all rolling i got to get y'all moving we got to be doing this we got to be doing that so she kept the, the itinerary together and kept people where they need to be and you know she would send people off if they need to be off and call them and tell them what they need to be so yeah yeah, we decorated the uh, wedding hall for the reception. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had to hang all these balls off the ceiling. Oh. Uh, and I, it was funny because it took so long to hang the balls. and <clears throat> You had to go up a ladder mm-hmm. each time to put a ball in the ceiling with a pin. And everybody had to string the balls individually. Mm-hmm. So my thing was, at that point, that we hung all them goddamn balls. Was which I did not too. mind doing. No, no. Look, you about to eat for free. You about to party and it dance was for free. You about to. I want mm. their reception to be as beautiful and carefree as possible. possible. Right. To have the least amount of headache. So I didn't mind putting them up. But what mm-hmm. I'm saying is, when we put them balls up, my goal was to get the fuck out of town before it's time to take the balls down. That was it. <laughs> yeah, my cause... only goal became, yo, if we come here and it takes three hours to take these balls down on Sunday, we won't get home till fucking like six, seven, ten. It'll be nighttime. All right. We was not. It's an eight hour drive. Right. We was not trying to hear that. So. And, uh, what, mm-hmm. was, what was funny though was that, oh my gosh, uh, cause y'all was hanging at the ball. So I was over there with the, with, with like some of her bridesmaids and friends of the family and stuff. Mm-hmm. When I tell you that I knew these chicks was cool, 
because for like the whole time it was nothing but ball jokes yeah that was yeah everybody was making ball jokes the whole time right hang, like, hang up some of these blue balls give them some silver balls mm-hmm. and then one of them cracked and then the jokes really went to going yeah so <laughs> that was cool um and uh they gave us sandwiches there so that was good that was mm-hmm. dope we had subway then we went to the wedding rehearsal we did rehearsal dinner henry was telling me all about uh you know trying to b- tweak my brain for some podcasting information i was trying mm-hmm. to throw him throw him off the scent um <laughs> uh but he was a cool dude and he was like talking he, he, he like knows a lot about like the war like civil war and all this stuff mm-hmm. And I kept thinking, like, first I was like, fuck, an old white man want to talk to me about Civil War? Damn. Then I realized it's the North. They won. I can talk to him. Right. You know what I mean? It's like he won the cool ones. I'm used to the idea down south. Motherfucker want to talk to you about Civil War reenactment. It's like, yeah, the South, it was really the victim of all this shit. Right. Right. I get it. Yeah, I'm surprised I wasn't on your side. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah but um you didn't get that feeling from him yeah but mm-hmm. when you talk to him about it it's like oh uh, yeah man because uh we kicked that ass i'm like that's right henry yeah. y'all did and that's why we can all break bread together today that's what i'm saying five fifths of man <laughs> give me a high five um but yeah he was cool yes it was at, uh, the, a wedding was at her grandmama's and granddaddy's house it was beautiful yeah. oh my gosh yeah and that was like her dream to always get married there and it was crazy because it called for rain both days. Mm-hmm. The first day it didn't rain, Mm-mm. but everybody was like, "Saturday, it's gonna rain." The, the like that morning, they were straight up being like, "It's going to fucking not just rain, it's going to epically rain to a point where you're gonna need thunderstorm waters." Right, that was the news people kept saying. And so the whole day we were just nervous it was gonna rain. You know, we got there. Of course, the you know the wedding was supposed to start at a certain time. The ladies were running late, like all weddings. And it was hot. And it was hot, and it was outside. Now it wasn't as hot as it could be because True. it was a little overcast, which I was actually kind of glad for. Right. But that also means it might rain. Mm-hmm. They did put up like a kind of awning, a tent type thing mm-hmm. above the like seating area. But still, hey, it might rain. And I was nervous, man. Like I, because I was like, I hope they get here before it starts raining. Because we're going to have to take pictures. Because it's not just a wedding. You have to take hours of pictures afterwards mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Um, and so we get there. Uh, they're running late. We talk, you know, sports and stuff with Rodney's friends, who uh, a few of them are pretty homophobic. They had a lot to say about Michael Sam. Uh, I was trying to, like, derail the kind of like, yeah, well, right. you know, he just uh, deserves to have a chance like anybody else. Yeah, a chance to get a dick in his mouth. I'm like, all right, you're obsessing a bit much about these dicks. All right, right sir. Um, I was like, anyone can help Dallas's D though. Have you seen them? Right. He's gonna get the D, all right. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't even, these don't even make sense. No, they don't. Um, Bad comedy jokes. Yeah, but we did talk sports and old school shit, and then um, so yeah, they the ladies finally show up, and I felt like everybody was getting a little uh, you know, anxious. Mm-hmm. Uh, people went go went to go sit outside and wait and stuff, and the ceremony didn't take very long um because um everybody was knew it was gonna rain so it's like hey, hey let's get this popping yeah we need to speed this we need to speed this shit up get this shit going what's so funny though is like the officiant was a former student of morgan's um, fa- no grandpa right yes and so um he he was a character because 
you know he like ran through the vows and all this stuff and how he wanted to do it and i guess he used to be the mayor of town or something like mm-hmm. that so he's a pretty cool dude but he's also like i want to do things my way all right but it's somebody else's biggest day you don't get to do things my way no you don't so like they lined us up at the back the fellas and we're supposed to go walk down the aisle first and then go line up and wait right mm-hmm. it was so funny because the cameraman got there a little late and he was setting up his camera to record everything and the officiant dude was like i don't care if he's like I, we need to hurry up and do this it's hot i'm not gonna have these people sitting out here all day in the heat and the guy's like okay but i just need like two minutes to set my camera up. listen we need to hurry up and do this i don't care and i was thinking like listen motherfucker it ain't your wedding and you only get one shot at getting this this camera work done right to get everybody walking up here holding the flowers all this shit you can't have two minutes of missing footage because you couldn't wait ain't that the truth the bigger most important person here is morgan today and we need to make sure that she has the best possible fucking day ever because you only get to do this shit once so like how you just gonna be like no i run a tight ship okay i'm the cat look at me look at me i'm the captain like no (laughs) you gotta you gotta chill out man you gotta let the you know i'm a dude but even i understand that shit man like you know what i mean women have nightmares or like yeah my wedding tape is all fucked up because the photographer had the wrong thing or they did this or they did that like you only get one shot give her the best chance to make it great and make it special yes so she did uh he did wait eventually and they got everything ready to start (laughs) Uh, we proceeded up there in a hot ass understood, but we, so we were kind of under the tent, so it wasn't as high as it could be, but it was understood. Hey, I was going to be sweating in this suit. You know, mm-hmm. these one of those things that, you know, social phobia, I was worried like shit about, I'm going to be in this hot ass suit. I just don't want to pass out. Just going to be in this hot right. ass suit. I'm going to drink as much water as I can. I don't give a fuck. Uh, I'll bring a change of clothes for the reception because I know I'm be sweating through this fucking suit. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hot as shit and we're going to be outside and we're going to be taking pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did all that, took the, you know, went up there, stood. My, my, my dad was the best man. He gave my brother the ring. Um, and then they took pictures and, uh, we all, they got, they had very funny wedding vows. Rodney and, and Morgan were hilarious. <laughs> right. Um, it was very carefree. The efficient after all that shit about running the tight ship fucked up. Yes, he did. He called her sister's name. Yeah. He said, do you, Rodney, take Jenna? Everybody was like, oh, oh, snap. You need to tell us about something. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. It's a betrayal. <laughs> uh, then he was like, oh, I mean, uh, Morgan, Mary Morgan, I'm sorry, um, to be the, uh, lawfully. I was like, damn, he fucked up, but, uh, that's going to be on the tape. So I edit, <laughs> right. so I edit that shit out. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, so he, he did that. Um, Leslie's asking that I have a sweat rag. No sweat rag. Um, you know, I don't, I don't perspire. I glisten. I glisten. Um, <laughs> so, so they did that and, um, uh, you know, did their vows, walked out and like it was so fast. I forgot that weddings can be that fast because, uh, the other wedding we went to was so long mm-hmm. because, you know, she was like, we about to stunt. Like they had all kinds of money. It wasn't no rain concerns. Mm-mm. It was in the hot ass park. People was about to pass out, but she said, mm-hmm. I'm going to take my time. Cause it's my day. Right. You know what I mean? So they was like giving out this crazy ass, like, and then their efficient was like wordy. Remember mm-hmm. she was like, 
uh and it was so worded where like the audience was like oh we're gonna get the leap oh no no we're not right okay and so it's time to oh no it's not time to go because she was i remember at one point there when she was like and the flower of the wedding will be the daisy and every time that you shall quarrel as lovers do you will come together <laughs> and in a vase in an area of your choosing in the house <laughs> you shall put a single daisy to let each other know that you still care despite whatever grievances you currently have with each other and i was like why is it so hot and you taking so long right you could have told them this in private after we was in air conditioning right which did which didn't matter and uh you didn't see this but the funny part was that while we was waiting on uh mary morgan to come come uh her uh uh daddy her uh stepdaddy was was it a step to know her granddaddy came mm-hmm. and yeah yeah I mean, gump yeah was talking about um the army base because you know everybody's not familiar with the little town man he had people scared to death which makes sense though mm-hmm. he was like look i'm telling you right now when you go to the base have your license because they're gonna ask and tell me on the list because if not they're gonna check underneath your car they're gonna pull out the dogs mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like they gonna- my dad took like because it's a small town, they gave us some very general directions. Mm-hmm. And it was like, just go down Post Road and just go to ride that out to the base. And it's like, yeah, that you actually need MapQuest. This shit was uh, kind of com- complex. Mm-hmm. We actually drove through one of the military like outposts twice. Right. And we were nervous as shit because uh, it was like the first time dude wasn't too friendly. Mm-mm. Then we had we retraced our steps and had to go back. And he was like uh my dad was like and my dad was trying to be friendly but it was one of them like nah just shut up and let's go like that's the that's the feeling i had like mm-hmm. let's not be friendly let's just leave right because that dude was like look i'm gonna shoot y'all yeah. <laughs> he, he was looking like i haven't shot anybody in days right and i would love just love for an excuse to um but we did eventually get pulled like get in the right area and stuff and get turned around but yeah, and then like the car in front of us, I guess he didn't have ID or did, wasn't on the list, and right. they b- checked his car for bombs, opened up his hood, of his right. truck. They had they had the um, was the mirrors checking mm-hmm. up on the knees. They was the dog sniffing. Yeah. It was like a fifteen minute process. They told you that to stop, mm-hmm, brother. Stop. We hey. gonna check this car. Everybody had to show their licenses the first time we went in. The second time we went to the actual wedding reception, we didn't need to show our license. Only my mom and dad had to show their license. Right. Um, and my dad accidentally lost my mom's license in the glove, in the panel where the, what? uh, the control deck is. It fell down in there. He had to like fish it out before we could go through the step point. Cause, uh, we was about to get fucked up, dog. Yeah, they were done today. They, they wouldn't have gonna let us do that. You know, I got this beard. I kept making jokes like I was gonna wait till we got up to the, um, to the gate and I was gonna be like, but my dad didn't think that was very funny. I didn't think so because I didn't feel like being arrested yeah. hundreds of miles away from home. Death to the infidels! Oh, I'm just joking, y'all. No. Mm-mm. Yeah, my yeah, dad, def, def, not a fan of those jokes. No, not at all. And, and what was uh, funny though was that he was giving people the instructions at the wedding about the base and he was like, once you get to a certain point, he was like, you can either go straight or make a turn. Mm-hmm. He was like, I don't care how you feel about it. Of what you think. He was like, they got them big signs that say, do not enter. He said, yeah. please do not enter. He said, because if you enter that particular airspace, he said that up underneath the ground, 
there are these walls that automatically come up and lock you in there. And he was saying six police officers are called to the vicinity. Military is called and they will surround you. He said, then you're going to be tied up for an hour and you're going to get a $200 ticket. So he was like, um, tell me right now, for those of you not familiar, if you see the big old do not, do not enter military, I was like, oh shit. I was like, well, I'm not driving, but, uh, I was like, please don't go in that area. Cause I, I don't feel like, um, fucking with them about that. Yeah. Well, we never really got close to that. So thank goodness. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, you know, the base was pretty cool and stuff and everybody was acting straight and, um, so yeah, back to the wedding, um, the officiant, like I said, he fucked up. Afterwards, man, this dude that was a photographer, man, listen. He looked like Fabio. Uh, Fabio? Yes, with some big-ass glasses on. Uh, Fabio don't wear glasses. No, I'm calling Fabio, but, um. Fabio is the one that wear, Fabio oh, is Oh, with the, that hair. It's the hair, yeah. Okay. He didn't look like Fabio. Um, but, uh, yeah, he showed up with these big, artistic, weird-looking glasses. Yes. He had the Kango on, like, you know, the art thing, and. He was like, you know, taking pictures, man. It was just so funny. I hope they all turn out great. But he was a character, man. Like, it was some, some straight up, like, uh, what, what, like, like, what is going on here? Like, I would expect him to ask us to give Blue Steel or something like that. <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, he was dressed in the craziest get up. Outfit. Yeah, I don't know what was up with those shades. But it was all, you know, like, look at me, look at here, yeah. do this. Yeah, it was like, turn to the left. Yeah. I was like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah, man. Everybody had a whole lot of jokes about him, Um, which I'm assuming he's used to, because you can't dress like that and people not, not at you. Go, going in on you, man. Uh, but, man, that dude was a weirdo. Um, and he had this weird, like, like, I don't, I felt like, you know how we feel like where someone doesn't know what they're doing, they're trying to make you feel like you're the one that doesn't know what you're doing. Right. So like he would take pictures and he would be like, all right, I want all the people to line up and do this. And then we're like, so we want specific instructions. Like, so should it be boy, girl, boy, girl? Should it be man on one side, women on the other side? Just line up, just line up. Right. All right. Then, uh, okay. Now everyone look at me. All right. Uh, right. All right. Now, okay. Maybe boy, girl, boy, girl. Yeah. Okay. That is right. Boy, girl, boy, girl. All right. Now we're going to take some pictures. You, you put your hand here. All right. Now you stand over there. Who's, you put your family with these people. I was just like, I don't know what's going on anymore. And the funny part is that, uh, Morgan's, uh, stepdaddy, Henry, Henry, he used to take photography too. And man, he had to leave because he was looking at him. Hey, I could tell the longer he took pictures, the madder Henry got. Because he was like, he doesn't know what he's doing. Why is she holding her bouquet? Yeah, he had to come up and be like, no, you hold the bouquet. So the bride always has her hands there. Right. Uh, all the men need to button their jackets. Uh, okay, now put your arm this way. All right, right over left. Like, just a bunch of little stuff that um could help people helped everybody out right because people was like what the hell am i supposed to do you can't give general instructions like that right man so uh but yeah that dude was just a weirdo man like uh i forget what was that dude um there was there was somebody people were comparing him to and i can't remember his name but um yeah i, I was famous of- photographer a dude that um 
Actually, I know how to find it. Give me one second. I don't um, know if I'm. Yeah, that that dude was the funniest. And his, it, like, and you only saw what he did with us, um, which and you were looking beautiful in your dress, by the way. Thank you. I meant to mention, but um, we he was only doing that with us. You didn't you didn't get to see the part where you weren't around. Oh, okay. And he was still fucking giving instructions because I was in the bridal part. I mean, the wedding party. Okay. So all of a sudden, it's like you know uh andy warhol that's who he looked like his glasses look like andy warhol yes um so yeah i was in the actual like wedding party and um uh, there was so many pictures just and like i said i didn't mind i wanted to make it the best fucking possible outcome for my brother and morgan so anything they wanted us to do i was game for mm-hmm. you know but it was like, all right, now I want everyone to do something silly. Now spread out, spread out, spread out. Get closer, spread out, closer, closer, spread out, closer. Like spread out. In a line, not in a line. Yeah, not in, un- uniform, not uniform. We're not paint, dog. We men, got no art project. Yeah, men on one side, women on one side, not women, women, men. <laughs> now, boy, or bro. Now, no, no order at all. Chaos. You know, it was like, dog, we didn't all take improv class. Right. I'm going to need you to be a little more detailed. <laughs> it was just a little too much man but uh i think i think he did good good pictures and it was crazy because like they did the ceremony it literally started raining like right after the ceremony on the way over to the reception hall where we had to take more pictures stopped raining for long enough for us to take all our pictures started raining as soon as he said we're done so it was just like crazy luck um, and I was just so glad that it worked out, man, because the worst would have been if it didn't work out and fucked up Morgan's um, pictures or her day. Yeah. I know it was very stressful for her, even though yeah. I'm sure it went, you know, pretty well and turned out mm-hmm. how she wanted. Right. And she wasn't like Bridezilla. And Mm-mm. she wasn't like, she didn't like turn into like some type of weird, like, which is a sign, you, you know, married a good person and a nice person. She didn't turn into like, it's my day. Oh, no. You know, I, I think she got a little frustrated with her dress because like, uh after you have to like uh um put the 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 bridal train like there's a part where you can like flip the bridal train to make it like part of the dress so that it doesn't drag on the ground too much like after that uh it was like still some issues with like people i needed to carry the dress in the back for so it wouldn't drag on the ground Mm -hmm. and i think that was frustrating her and then making sure nobody stood on her dress when we took pictures right, with her. Restricting movements. Right, because you're just trying to, you know, basically not have your day fucked up with, oh, here's some pictures where I have fucking footsteps all on my back. <laughs> right. You know, but, uh, you know, she, she seemed to have a really good time. Rodney had a good time. Very laid back atmosphere. Very fun. Uh, very inviting. Yes, it was you know? very, very friendly. And, um, uh, I had a, a a good time. Uh, Morgan's uh, granddaddy was hilarious because after the after re, at the reception, um, he was drinking me. He was talking and he looked at me. I mean, he was talking to me and your mama. He say, "They called me and told me that they was thirty minutes late. I told them to get their goddamn asses up here. I got a hundred people waiting in my yard, and I don't give a fuck about your makeup." <laughs> he was not happy. He was like, "Look, people is waiting. Y'all, y'all should have got this shit together." Yeah. It was just funny just listening to him talk because he was not happy at all. But they, but the actual, where the wedding was, was beautiful. Mm-hmm. His grandmama had flowers over six feet tall. Yeah. Um, and he had those trees for every grandchild. And right. That he planted a tree and then he put that picture on it and stuff. It was dope, man. Like, mm-hmm. family means a lot to them. Right. And uh, that was cool to see, man. Like, just, it was cool as shit, dog. Um, and then uh, at the 
reception um you know it was fun there was all kinds of different couples everybody was dancing drinks were you know open bar so i just had one goal which was to drink every drink and i ended up drinking like all of them two or three times so i was pretty 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 good by the time i got back to the hotel and drank some of mine i set my drink down to go dance came back my shit was gone i was like well i guess i'll be going to get another one you know you have a habit of uh letting your drinks go to waste (laughs) We talked about this yesterday. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so I drank it up and, uh, it was good, man. Um, and we were out there, um, like Karen, you know, she likes to dance. So she was out there dancing. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't I even worried about it. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't even worried about it. Wait, Adrian Peterson is probable now? What the fuck is going on? Hey, man, chat room. Is Adrian Peterson playing or not? Let me know. He on my fucking team. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, you know, and I, like I said, I have these weird social phobias. One of them is I definitely have a phobia of dancing. Uh, it came from, uh, when I was a kid, uh, uh, we were all dancing in front of our family. It was me and my cousins and I did, uh, I started trying to break dance and I was doing way too much for my skill level. <laughs> for your skill set. Yep. And, uh, I did a spin kind of move. Fancy. And I bumped my head in front of everybody and cried in front of everybody, uh, which is very traumatizing. Uh, like you see Karen about to laugh right now. It's not funny to me, but it traumatized me for life. So I, I don't like dancing. Like I don't dance in public pretty much ever. Um, it's just, it, I don't know. It's just one of those things I need to get over it at some point. Um, but, uh, it's just, you know, you, you have to, I would have to be very like, uh, my hand held and all this shit, you know. Yeah, and I'm the complete opposite. So Karen goes out, she's dancing, having a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was just kind of content to chill, you know, the music was straight. Um, but I was just kind of content to chill. By the way, this seems to happen at every reception for a wedding. The fuck is up with DJs? Right, they do what the fuck. They really think they gonna do what they want to mm-hmm. when someone gave you a motherfucking list, man. Right, and gave you instructions. What is wrong with those dudes? Every wedding reception, period, the DJ always has to be like, and I'm gonna try to put a twist on it with my style. Nobody wanna hear your style. It's their day. They picked these fucking songs out months ago. Like, what is wrong with you? Right. Jesus Christ, man. Like, they do started playing some shit, some like, Weird ass upbeat techno hip hop shit. And my brother had to go up there and be like, dog, the list. Remember the list? He's like, I told you to go from the seventies to the eighties to the nineties. All generation of people there. Yeah. Now. And by the end, when it's just like the younger kind of partying crew, crew you, then you can throw on some, some of the newer shit. Right. When but the no, people are gone. You know, the old shit, man, they don't want to dance to that. They don't want to dance to that shit, man. Disgusting. Anyway, yeah, he, he was the worst. And then they, well, they had something where, uh, it was like people were like giving dollars to the bride and the groom to dance with them. And, um, that DJ was the worst. Me and, um, one of the, um, bridesmaids was talking to each other. And I was like, well, this ain't no, this money don't make me want to get no dollars or holler. She said, no, me either. Mm hmm. He was the worst. Yeah. So, um, I was like, you know, so then there was, uh, this thing they did, the, uh, oh, and when we walked in, cause I was at the bridal party, when you walk in, like everybody was doing a little dance. So I danced a little bit then. We just did like a bump or something like that. And that was easy. Um, he said that was easy. Yeah, I was more worried that I was gonna bump her too hard or something. Right. 
uh somebody was like you need to get all into it i was like man if i bump that little girl with all this ass you <laughs> know, send her across the room if i put this ass on her she won't be able to take it. Oh, um Lord. so then we got up there and um we started uh you know like waiting on them and then they did a dance and my uh morgan danced with her father mm-hmm. and then my brother danced with my mom which mm-hmm. was very touching it was to uh mama by boys and men and my mom was crying all over the place. <laughs> she was crying when they got married. She was crying. All, she was crying all day. Um, and then my dad gave a speech and Jenna, Morgan's sister, gave a speech and they were both very touching. And Jenna said she wasn't going to roast her, but then she kind of did at the end, which was funny. And my dad's speech was hilarious. Yes, like, it was. He was, he brought up all the old shit Rodney did. Um, all the, the boogers on the wall, uh, you know, the uh, toilet, the bathroom uh, experiment with the toilet tissue. It was good. It was a good speech. Uh, I thought he was going to cry for a little bit, but he didn't. Um, he toughed it out. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't cry at all because I'm, I'm ice cold. Um, <laughs> but uh, it was, but it was fun. It was very touching. If I had those type of feelings, I would have cried. I just didn't have them. Um, so then they had, um, Everybody was dancing, and then they had like this thing called Dollar Dance, where you mm-hmm. give money to the couples just to help them raise money. Mm-hmm. You put money in the bucket, and then you get like thirty seconds to dance with the the couple, the part of the couple of your choosing. So like, you can dance with Morgan, you can dance with Rodney. It's up to you. So I danced with Rodney, uh, and you know we worked that dance floor like it's never been worked before. I don't think oh, anybody Lord. worked it the way we did for those of uh, like minute of just glory. Um, cause I definitely put all the touches on it. Okay. <laughs> There's lots of butt grabbing in there. Oh Lord. There might've been, uh, there might've been some, uh, some inappropriate, um, you know, uh, grinding. Uh, might've, might've been a little bit of a, I might've worked that walk out there, you know, <laughs> switched. I might've sashayed a little bit. Um, I definitely hit the spin, you know, I spun them. Um, I, I also put my, my finger on his lips when he got ready to say something about dancing with me and I said, shh. Oh, and then I worked him. So you missed that. Um, but my mom, she enjoyed it a lot. She was very glad that, uh, that we did the dance. Um, and, uh, no, I didn't do the wop. That's corny. That's some old school shit. We don't do the wop around here. And this woman was like, you dance with your brother. I said, I've been dancing with this nigga my whole life. What are we talking about? <laughs> course i danced with my brother uh but yeah so we worked it out you know it was it was it was pretty ridiculous and then i think i danced with karen a little bit when they did the couples dance mm-hmm. for everybody that's been married we and lasted three rounds yeah we made we made it three rounds so that was good yeah once they got to 15 years we had to get off the floor yeah i think well the winner was like 57 yeah well yeah we weren't coming close to the winner oh no but uh that was fun um and then they asked him what the secret was and said marry your best friend and I said, you know, this is why niggas on Twitter ain't shit, because y'all don't never listen to this advice. Right. <laughs> like, I don't want nobody that's my best friend. I don't want to wake up there every morning to somebody I can laugh and have fun, and it right. just feels like a big, long-ass sleepover. Fuck that. How many times do you need to hear the fucking same advice before you go, huh, maybe you should marry your best friend. Nope, fuck it. All right, we're crazy. Um. Anyway, that was cool. Um. And uh, now, her grandma... 
her grandma can dance her ass off mm-hmm. damn she was yeah, good yeah she was good that's that's who, and i didn't realize she was looking for me that's who uh uh karate chop roger got the way mm-hmm. yeah she was looking for karen she also was looking for uh um my aunt didn't make the trip so yeah. you know i think they was just trying to have a good time man mm-hmm. but uh yeah it was pot great man my uncle alan and aunt sharon they made it and mm-hmm. um niecy uh alan's wife so it was just fun man like uh can't express uh how fun it was enough and then i while i was in the room i invented a game that we played on the way back um and i, I if you ever take a long road trip guys you can Take this game from me. It's very fun. You need Spotify to do it. I suggest you do it, right? What I did was I went and looked up all the old TV show theme songs. Um, and I made a list of them on Spotify. And then the game was I would play a song and I had a piece of paper and a pen and I had a tally for my mom, my, my uh, wife, my dad and Layla. Layla is only like nine, so of course she's not, or eight. She kept correcting me, eight. So, cause she won't remember, like she won't know all the songs. Now I did have a lot of kids songs on there anyway, but she won't know all the songs cause she just hasn't been alive long enough. Right. So if no one gets it, she gets the point. Or if it's a tie. Or if it's a tie, she gets the point. So that way she can still feel like, hey, I'm part of the game too. Mm-hmm. Cause that was, you know, it was very uh, hard to do, right? Um, so what you do is, you play the song and it's kind of like name that tune right for the tv show you know for example we can play it let's play it in in the chat room right now let's yeah. see if you guys uh can play guest name that tune mm. with with the with the tv show theme song so here, here we go to the first one Oh yeah, oh. Phil Titties wins Hawaii Five O, so that's one point, right? Um, and you know when it's just a few people in a car, it's a lot. You know, it's less. So if it was a tie, I'd be like, "Up, oh, later gets that," mm-hmm. or you know, you give everybody about thirty seconds, and if they can't figure it out, then you know they don't win it at all. But um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and some of these we found out weren't that good because it was like. It was it Powerpuff was, Girls, but it wasn't a real theme song. It wasn't the TV version. Like yeah. a lot of it was like the original, original, which nobody's ever heard before. Yeah, it wasn't the dun 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 dun. It was right. some other bullshit, like the ending so- credit songs. But you know, there was uh, um, and and then <laughs> Layla got some, and some she just straight up got. And what she did, it was so good because right, like cause she would she would, she would speak up from the back and be like SpongeBob. <laughs> she was, she all was not fucking around. Yeah, she had a cheap seat. Y'all gonna hear my answer. Yeah, she was in the back, man. And then uh, one of them, she didn't get. It was Goosebumps. And I thought she would get it because it's a kid's show. And she goes, Uncle Roderick, I, I don't remember that one. And I said, well, I'm not. You're a kid. I know you watch Goosebumps. She said, yeah, when I was two. <laughs> I said, okay, Layla, my bad. She also told this woman on a trip back home, uh, we went to, uh, where we go? Burger King. Burger King. Mm-hmm. And this lady uh was filling out our orders and she had a tough time with Layla's order. And uh Layla goes, uh, first day. Right after the first day on the job. Yeah, huh? first day on the job, huh? And the lady, was like, uh, she goes, No. Fifth. fifth. <laughs> I was like, well, you're close, Layla. Oh man, she's the best, man. Um 
but yeah man that was basically our trip um and the, yeah the the theme show the, the 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 theme show game was so fun man like anybody know this one Joe Harris, eighteen man. Maybe we play this with the chat room one day, man. Maybe uh, give out some prizes or something. It's fun, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, like imagine that. doing that for like two hours on the trip home, and the trip went by so fast. Yeah. You know, and then you know when you're with your parents and shit, like they, you know, it, it, it's better to have different generations in there because the different generations have different dream memories, and it'll be like, oh yeah, I remember this because this thing happened and remember about this show you used to do that? and i watched a lot of old school shows going me up. too so it's like my dad will be like yeah remember so-and-so from perry mason and i'll be like yeah i remember that and perry mason used to solve them 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 crimes with his old-fashioned southern sense of hospitality <laughs> um but uh yeah he's like, he's like i may not have the sense that god gave a tadpole but i do know on tuesday they serve whiskey, not wine, at the saloon. It's like, ooh, we figured it out. Yeah, they went old school. They ever had shit on here. Nobody ever heard of before. You was like, how, how, how old is this? Yeah. Show. So it was cool, and then uh, we babysat Layla Thursday, mm-hmm. and that was fun. Uh, she said to me, uh, Uncle Roderick, when you gonna have? Why you don't have any kids? I said, because they asked me questions, and then she looked at me like, what? <laughs> She can always tell when you're making a joke on her. She's good. But uh she was fun. And the secret to getting uh kids to look up their vocabulary words and uh pronunciations? Gummy worms. I can't oh, prepare. Yeah. I can't prepare, y'all. All right. I'm not in this. I don't have to be the one to make her go to bed that night. Mm-mm. I'll get you through the day with gummy worms. After that, I'm all <laughs> out of ideas. I'm all out of ideas. And then we got to watch uh Uncle Grandpa and um Something with these two little white girls that were princesses or some shit. I don't get what was happening on Nickelodeon that night, but some about two little English white girls that went to a castle. And they were a trip. Uh, so we watched that with Layla too, and I think she's seen it a, a few times because she was all over it. She was. Yeah, that was her show. I forget their names, but them kids was bad and uh, funny. So. All right, man. Let's cover news. We got a ton of news. That was our trip, so nobody, you know, you're all caught up. All right. Yes, com- complete, completely caught up. I was gonna talk about some other stuff, but we, oh, I, go ahead. If you got more, go ahead. I'm fine. Oh, and, and okay. And I was gonna say, uh, one thing. Uh, Roger got me a Groupon to this place, and it was like you could either get a sweetest massage or something called a Thai massage. Oh, okay. You want to talk about your massage? Yeah, like I said, we can. We can oh, talk yeah, about we'll that. do that tomorrow. Okay, yeah, I'm yeah. Sorry, I thought you meant related to the trip. Is no, no, it something no, no, with no. the trip you got? No, 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 no more trip stuff. Okay, okay. all right, cool. Yeah. So we got everything down with the trip. Uh, of course, uh, happy wedding and marriage to my brother and his beautiful bride. Yes. So fun. Couldn't have picked a better person. Right. Um, you know, and she comes from good people, man. Like that's just that's a big that's a big positive man like those yeah. people are all about love and family and getting together and uh that is it was really dope to see where she comes from the kind of people that you know raised her and uh, the kind of family unit that she's in because uh, all those are good qualities that you know uh, i think shape us 
right from the time that we're children to the mm-hmm. time we're adults and it really explains why she's such a good person so. right and i think i think the, the biggest thing for me was her love for layla mm-hmm. uh, that meant a lot to me like you can see how much she loves layla how much layla loves her and that's a big thing and also, I think that uh, she was very, very excited about calling me sister-in-law. So it was yeah. just fun. Cause she well, was, we both pick. We know how to pick them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because she kept telling me, like, you know what? We are sister-in-laws. I was like, yes, ma'am. So I was as happy as she was. Yeah, we know how to pick them, uh, us morals. You know, we not to brag too much, but you know, we know what we're doing. Um, and uh, she's going to make a great addition to the family, man. So yes, she is. Um, yeah, very happy for them and very happy to be a part of the day. Had and, a great time. You know, Definitely was, won't take that trip again and do some more sightseeing and stuff. Yeah, really glad we were able to go. Um, all right, let's talk about news. Adrian Peterson out here whooping his kids' ass and getting in trouble for Yes, he is. Now, uh, we talked about it a little bit on Balls Deep because it was breaking news, but now it's gotten even bigger. Uh, he basically has been deactivated for today's game, so he will not be playing. Mm-mm. He's been booked and released following his indictment from, for negligent injury to a child charges. Now, as people know here at the Blackout Tips, uh, I grew up, I got whoopings before. Karen has gotten whoopings before. I've never been whipped till I bled, to be honest with you. Um, so I don't, you know, I, I didn't have that set of problems. I have had, I've welted up. I've had, you know, um, I've never had, I've never had like a bruise, like a, you know, a big, like a deep bruise that you get from like, like when you play basketball or something and someone elbows you in a muscle. No, I've never had that. I've never had that. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I think switches depending on the switch can cut anyway. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but according to his kid, he, he got hit with a branch. Now his kid is like four years old. So anything. Is so a, yeah. everything's a branch too when you're four years old. <laughs> right. Which is probably why you shouldn't be hitting a four year old. Cause what right. the fuck's a four year old gonna know? Like Come one, on now. one of the things I really dislike about the way people like raise their kids sometimes, and I don't have kids, so I get to say what I want. Um, I hate when I see like a kid who's just young and curious get right. hit or get like, harshly reprimanded i'm sure it's annoying and they're pressing their the patience of the parents and i can't understand because i'm not around it all the time i'm sure that's what's going on and i don't walk up to the parent and go listen you don't know how you're raising your kid i don't do that but i really hate to see when it's just like a kid doing kid shit like right you know a kid who's like mommy what's that you know and then it's like Listen, you little motherfucker, I'll kill your ass out here. You think it's a game? Where is my gun? Like, I think that's a little overboard, man. Right. But, um, yeah, so, like, you know, at four years old, like, man, hitting a kid hard enough to where they're bleeding at four, that's just wrong, in my opinion. And I don't really care that it's old school, all this shit. We don't live in old school times anymore. Mm -mm. You know, used to be a time you could walk in the house, Smack your woman for asking you a question and say, calm down. And it was okay. Yep. The days is over. You're being hysterical. Slap, slap. Like, you can't do that shit anymore. So, like, times change. And, like, you know, I remember, um, you know, I think a lot of the stuff gets tied up in religion and stuff. The spirit mm-hmm. of the rise for the child. Be be hard on them. Be disciplined. Teach them to fear. Da, 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 da. Sometimes I think some of that stuff comes from religion. I remember him making some statements about uh someone being gay and being in the nfl or just gay stuff in general and, and like i remember his statements being kind of harsh and i was like oh so he religious when he wants to be True. it's not like he's married to this woman right you can have a kid out of wedlock that you no know, you can still play in the nfl that's not gonna be a problem 
But uh, if you, uh, you know, actually just happen to be gay, well, you're a problem and a distraction, and no one can tolerate that on the team. Mm-mm. But, um, yeah, so he hit the kid. I showed the pictures on the site um, where he got hit. Where the kid, it was a week later, and those when the, those pictures were taken a week after he got hit. A week, oh my god! So who knows what it looked like when he first got hit? Um, uh, now Karen, I, I know she didn't speak up when you said uh, get get hit till you bleed. So I'm assuming you got hit uh, and it was bleeding before or something. Mm-hmm. With what switch? Mm-hmm. Switch. I got I got uh, spanked with switch. I got spanked with drop cords. Mm-hmm. Drop cord. That was, I see. That was the thing, man. It's a different level for everybody. But mm-hmm. see, to me, drop cord abuse. Like I was at my oh, friend yeah. Eric's I, house. He got hit with a fucking racetrack from a fucking uh like Hot Wheels track, and I was like, he was like, yeah, man, got whooping. I was like, no, nigga, you got abused. Right, but for but you have to remember, for a child, they 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 don't know different. Like now, yes, I would consider that abuse, but. Also, my aunt, she was like very, very, very old school. You know, she wasn't of the the newer generation as far. Well, as she was also older. Like, right? She's not your uh, birth mother. She's older. So, and uh, like the, I think maybe even the eldest of uh, the girl siblings. She is. She's in like <clears throat> seventy, seventy four, seventy five. Yeah. So she really did come from a completely different generation. Right. My parents, even though we got whoopings, I'm sure they weren't as bad as the ones they got. And I think each generation is kind of passing that part down where it's like mm-hmm. it won't be what i got because at some point i think you have to like wake up to like this isn't the only way and it is can be abusive and you can always learn to do better because you're an adult i'm not saying um i'm not saying it to be like oh adrian peters is the worst person in the world mm-hmm. but what he did is inexcusable and you do have to become a better person from this and maybe this is the process getting in trouble maybe this is the thing that makes you go because part of that policy that roger goodell tried to cover his ass with was children it wasn't just women children also so maybe he gets a six game suspension maybe you know just maybe just a slap on the wrist but whatever it takes maybe just missing the game today but you know this is how you reach through to people like hey society standards have changed and it's not what you grew up with and it's not what your grandparents grew up with Mm -mm. this is something different right and a lot of it goes to what people consider abuse yeah you know and i think uh in general but especially in a lot of the uh black community we're really 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 heavy with you know the discipline as far as like the spanking and things like that and it's one of those things where as a parent you have to look at the child as a whole person and for some children depending on the child you never have to lay a hand on them for yeah. some children it's time out for some children you know it's like it varies per child but i think a lot of times uh people want to use the same form of punishment across the board on all children you can't really do that because every child is different and you don't know how you're traumatizing the child, how you're affecting the child in the future. Like is, I think people underestimate children and, and, and how they process things and how they view things from their perspective. You just view it from your perspective, not realizing that at one period of time you once was a child also. Yeah. I think also, um, this, that is that thing where black kids, a lot of times we get the limited the sky type thing. Right. Because of how we're admonished and punished for outside the box thinking, for challenging boundaries, things that, you know, other people seem to get rewarded for. Um, but it, it's, you know, but, but, but for us, it's more of a like, 
hey, this is how we get you in line because if I don't beat you, the police are going to beat you. And it's like, is that really the best message to pass on to your son? That I'm like the police? You know, haven't we decided that the way the police treat us is wrong? So I'm going to treat you wrong before they can treat you wrong. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. And I feel like I grew into this thinking. I, you know, that like one of the reasons I understand a guy like Adrian Peterson fucking up is I wasn't born this way. And I think you have to kind of pass it on. Like you have to like learn to be like, okay, this I'm now that I know better, I'm going to do better. Right. You know, and I feel like this is his chance to know better and to not do it. This is a co-parent situation with him. This isn't his, like his son doesn't stay with him all the time. He's not married to his mother. So discipline in a co-parent situation does need to be agreed upon. And it does need to be, um, you know, uh, something that you guys both have a like mind on. You can't mm-hmm. go when he's with me, I'm going to do what I do. And it, cause your ass might end up in court just like this. Right. She went and got two different doctors to look at this kid to be, and they both were like, yeah, this is abuse. There's a level, this is a, a violence that was done to your son. And now he's getting in, now Adrian Peterson's getting indicted, you know? Mm-hmm. Not to mention, what fucking lesson is a four-year-old supposed to learn? Be scared of my dad? Like, come on, man. Right. And and to me, it needs to be a balance uh, to it. And it's one of those things where, because of the culture and the way society views black people, it's like, I need to do some form of discipline. It doesn't always have to be spanking. But, you know, it is like, well, hey, if I don't discipline you, you get out there and act a fool, you're not going to have the same privilege as other people outside of your uh, skin tone and they will arrest your ass and knock your ass up yeah. and they don't care nothing about and you. And the kid is four years old. Which is completely different, yeah. So I think we're at a level where we don't even need to be fucking discussing what my parents did. Your parents was beating you at four years old, dog? Because here's the thing that I'm willing to say that I think a lot of people aren't willing to say. Some of y'all niggas just got abused by your parents, dog. Right. But you know you what don't I mean? want to look at it as abuse because you don't want to view them as bad people. And I think in hindsight, there's things that my parents would have done differently pretty much all parents would have done differently. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a mentality that has to be broken where you're like, corporal punishment doesn't have, it's not the only option. Right, it's not the only option. You know, now I'm not saying there's, because even the law actually allocates that there is some level of like, possible like corporal punishment that uh parent, that is okay by society standards. Like a slap on the wrist or the hand or spanking the buttocks with an open palm or something. Whatever. Stuff that doesn't lead to bruising uh cuts uh scars things like this you know right but you know it's like whatever people had done to them when they were kids is what they think is okay Mm -hmm. and it's not until you talk to other people about it that you realize wow some of this shit is just fucked up right you know right like well you know my parents raised me old school you know uh you mess up my dad be like hey boy go get my cigarettes you know he starts smoking cigarettes then he burn it on your eyeball i mean hey that's just how it was my house because you got to teach him how to be a man you're like Mm, nigga you was abused right you know that's what my dad used to do he was like boy go get my whip and then he would string me up in the backyard and say your name is toby and uh you know i just say hey that's how it is sometimes you got to teach these boys now i don't see what's wrong with it and you're like yeah man um you don't get to make the rules because your shit was like uh some some like strange uh roots uh uh like uh behind the scenes type shit we don't need this no thank you so um yeah man um i'm not surprised and you know i was looking at the skin of the kid kind of light skin okay now we know what that means the mom probably white and 
they're not together. White people's skin tears way easier than Adrian Peterson's filled Negro skin. If you look at oh his skin, Lord. he has very tough skin. That's why he is able to go out there. Like if we were back to slavery days, he would be a top flight bandingo for picking cotton, dog. Look at him. He got them strong slave hands. I don't disbelieve the kid. Like when the kid said he hit me with a branch, I believe him. Adrian Peterson probably picks up branches for stick for switches. Right. You're like, boy, oh, you done did it now. And he just reaches up, like he jumps 17 feet in the air. Right. Yanks off a big ass branch off of like a fucking old, uh, cedar tree, tree or some yes. shit. And then he's like, come here, boy. And then he just hits him. And then the kid flies across the room, like when Goku gets hit by <laughs> fucking Freezer. Right. And, and then he's like, now get up and clean up. And then that's it. Like, I, I, I don't believe, I don't, I think the kids tell the truth. Me do. Yeah, he with a big ass branch. Well, as I'm concerned, yeah. Probably didn't throw a car at him or some shit too, man. Right. Have you seen this dude? It's huge. Um, what's weird is the people defending it. Like, there's a picture already of a Vikings fan, a woman, wearing an Adrian Peterson jersey and a switch at the game today. Wow. Oh. You know, we already looked at the Ray Rice fans, the women and men who dressed as Ray Rice to show support, mm. which really means showing that they are against women, right? right. So, you know, I, I feel like people are just really losing focus now because just because a nigga's on your fantasy team or your favorite football team, it doesn't make them infallible, and it doesn't mean anything they do, you have to support it. You don't have to support right. a crime. Now, I don't think he's going to go to prison or anything like that. And I don't even think this means he's a systematic, abusive father, blah, blah, blah. If, if, if she felt the need that, hey, this is the time I'm going to the cops on you. Um, we don't know that it's been happening the whole time. Well, apparently he sent a text message to the child's mother that he felt bad after the fact when I noticed the switch was wrapping around and hitting the thigh. I also acknowledge, oh. also, he acknowledged the injury to the child, scrolled him in the text message saying, got him in the nuts of once I noticed, but I felt so bad and I'm all tearing, I'm all tearing that butt up with need, I'm all tearing that butt up with needed. I started putting them in timeout and save the whooping for needed memories. So, and that's another thing too. I, you know, it's gotta be, uh, I think corporal punishment has to be combined with a lot of other shit before you even get there. Right. It, Time out. Discussions. Right. Taking things away. Yeah. Like that's the thing. When I see people in public and they like hit their kid and the kid's like three or some shit, you're like, there's no way you could have talked to your kid at three. Cause like mm-hmm. at three, they can kind of understand Reason, what you're saying. Right. At four, you know, like hitting them, they probably didn't learn shit, but. Mm-mm. If you would have actually sat them down and told them why you can't do that, which, oh, sure, it takes longer, but you're the one that decided to leave that fucking sperm in there, not me. So I think you should have a higher standard than just being like, I'm going to hit my kid because, fuck it, that's the fastest way to get out of this situation. Mm -hmm. You should have to sit down and talk to them. Um, The beating allegedly resulted in numerous injuries to the child, including cuts, bruises to the child's back, buttocks, ankle, legs, and scrotum along the, with defensive wounds to the child's hands. Peterson then texted the boy's mother saying that one wound in particular would make her mad at me about his leg, and I got kind of good with the tail end of the switch. So, yeah, man. Um, you know, he hit a kid with a switch, man, and you see the picture, and I'm telling you, it looks like it went overboard. 
uh in further text messages he said never do i go overboard but all my kids will know hey daddy has the biggie heart but don't play no games when it comes to acting right yeah so you know it just sounds like the same shit you hear from a lot of people that grew up with whoopings and different people have their different definitions of what acting right you know a lot of people like my mama's very old school children are meant to be seen and not heard and she literally meant that like i don't want to hear you i don't even want to know that you're around like you know a lot of people are raised up various different ways yeah i really love the um this idea of like oh my kids gonna know yeah mr religious but you got a whole lot of kids by different women Mm -hmm. got it and it's really ironic because his fatherhood was questioned by don lemon last year when that child that he just found out about got killed by the the i guess which which i think turned out he wasn't the actual father of that kid Mm -mm. but um don lemon went in on him about his fatherhood but it's kind of weird because don lemon's thing was he's not in these kids lives and apparently he is in their lives whooping their ass so there you go um and i do understand you need discipline i'm not saying you know i'm I'm not saying i have all the answers and no shit but i just know that when you you see those pictures if you go nothing wrong with putting those marks on a four-year-old and those are weak old marks i don't know what's wrong with you uh, according to police report, the child, however, had a slightly different story, telling authorities that Daddy Peterson hit me on my face. The child also expressed worry that Peterson would punch him in the face if the child reported the in- incident to authorities. He also said that he had not he had been hit by a belt, and there were a lot of belts in Daddy's closet. He added that Peterson put leaves in his mouth when he was being hit with the switch while his parents were down. The child told his mother that Peterson likes belts and switches and has a whooping room the hell is a whooping room room where you get whoopings karen like this this isn't this one isn't rocket science okay you go to the whooping room to get whooped that's the room that you want to stay out of uh peterson when contacted by police admitted that he had whooped his son on the backside with a switch as a form of punishment and then in fact produced a similar switch to the one to which he hit the child peterson also admitted that he administered two different whoopings to his son during the visit to texas the other being a punishment for the four-year-old scratching the face of a five-year-old. Um, in an interview with Houston Police, Peterson was very matter-of-fact and calm about the incident, appearing to believe he had done nothing wrong, and reiterated how much he cared about his son that only used whoopings or spankings as a last resort. Yeah, which is funny, though, because, like, if you're talking to the police, you they think you did something wrong. Mm-hmm. So you need to be calm about the way you're figuring this shit out, Okay. He offered, enough, he offered up information about the police didn't have that the police didn't have and was incredulous when asked if some of the numerous wounds and marks of the child were from an extension cord, saying, "Oh no, I never hit my child with an extension cord. I remember how it feel to get what with an extension cord. I never do that." See, that's what I was saying, Karen. Everybody does get a little more lenient. Mm-hmm. Even he's like, "Oh no, that's abuse." All right, it, it is. In the next, now his kid will be like, "Not even with a fucking switch, nigga." No. You know, I just use, uh, pliers. You know, I don't know what was less than the switch, but it'll be like, I just use, uh, such and such. And then next, and then eventually we get it to the point where you get this shit out. I was talking to an old black man about this. Like, now what Adrian Peterson did was this, then, and then. And I was like, he was like, where do you think we get this from? This, this whooping thing. I said, slavery. He was right. like, whoa, whoa, we ain't got to get that deep. I was like, well, that's, that's the, the reality of it. Yes. 
Peterson also said, anytime I spank my kids, I talk to them before, let them know what they did, and of course, after. Peterson also expressed regret that his son did not cry because then Peterson said he would have known the switch was doing more damage than intended. He didn't realize the tip of the switch and the ridges of the switch were wrapping around the child's legs. Well, here's the thing. Your kid probably didn't cry because he's uh, trying to have a level of masculinity and manliness to impress his father who's beating him. So you're abusing him and the whole point of your your hitting him is to get him to cry well he wants to be tough for his daddy you know you don't want to just go in there and start crying like a little bitch right because that daddy's tough daddy grew up getting hit by extension cords and shit so yeah i, I get it man and like i said it's more sad than anything because mm-hmm. you know even, even the ray rice thing because this is about systematic like violence that has been passed down for god like this is what adrian peterson thinks being a good father is and this is what um he's passing down to his son and hopefully this shit ends with this incident and you know he gets some type of counseling to help and learns that there's alternatives to this shit man Mm -hmm. you know um i'm not one of those people that thinks there's never a reason to spank a kid or some shit but i do realize that like um, when you see those pictures, I don't know how you look at it and go, that's about reasonable. And I know there's a lot of people on Twitter and shit that are defending it and saying it's reasonable. I, I think those people just are like, I either, A, I've been abused and I don't know what the fuck discipline is really supposed to look like right. when you're four years old. Or those people are saying, I just like the NFL and Adrian Peterson so much, I'll defend anything. Right. So, um, but yeah, APD got in trouble. And, uh, you know, disgusting that tailgating Vikings fan is out there celebrating this shit. Um, all right, we got a, some little news articles to cover before we get to our games. Um, we got so much news. We really didn't get to any of it, but hey, we talked about the wedding, right? Mm-hmm. We still got more time. Uh, yep, yep. Still got more time. Um, all right, so let's talk about some of this news. Um, <laughs> Tyrese, uh, says that a woman, uh, an author, uh, bamboozled his mom, uh, says that, uh, I owe her $83,000. Therese Gibson owes more than $83,000 to a woman who claims he ruined her life after she wrote a book about his mom. But Therese says the author is one, the one who's guilty of taking advantage of his mother. Cynthia Banks claims she befriended Therese's mom, Priscilla, a while, a few years back. And agreed to write a book about Priscilla's 27-year struggle with alcoholism. Hmm. Banks says that Gibson's children cooperated with her on the book, except Tyrese, who publicly trashed the author and ruined her reputation. Banks filed a lawsuit against him in Texas, where she lived. But when he failed to respond to the suit, a judge awarded her $75,000. Banks says Tyrese never paid, so now she's coming after him in California. She's asking the L.A. judge to order him to fork over the money, which is ballooned to $83,000 due to interest charges. Tyrese says he had no idea Banks filed a lawsuit against him, but claims she bamboozled his mother at a low point in her life. He He told us, I did what I had to do to protect my mother from this woman who took advantage of her while she was in rehab. He adds his mother has been sober for seven years and the whole family is standing together to make sure that this goes away. Man, I don't know who to believe. Right. I'm going to say that uh, he's lying because he wrote a whole book of lies about giving women advice. So I'm going to just join the side of the woman that took advantage of his mama. 
That's right. Controversial. Chris Brown. Chris Brown has some advice for Ray Rice. Control yourself and don't fuck up. Mm. Chris Brown has some advice for Ray Rice. Mm. Seeing what you've gone through, man, you've been through a journey, bro. And I've kind of been on the sideline watching it uh, since day one. And this is reality, you know, and I think it's what appeals to people. And um, I want to ask you your take. You know, Ray Rice was just recently in the news, you know, uh, for domestic abuse. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you've been down that road before. Mm -hmm. And then you've evolved since. Uh, What have you learned from that and how to to deal with it? I think it's all about, you know, the choices you do make. Mm -hmm. Also, with me, you know, I deal with a lot of anger issues from my past. Yeah. You know, just not knowing how to express myself mm-hmm. uh, verbally, but at, at, at the same time, not knowing how to cope with my emotions and, and deal with them and understand what they were. So I just think, you know, help is great. You know, I still talk to my therapist yeah. twice a week. Mm-hmm. So for me, it, it... You know what's funny? is give, This is giving Chris Brown a chance to be like an elder statesman of beating women. You know, he's like, look, I've been beating women for way back. They called me the beat women kid when I was in college. Um, let me tell you something. This is all about control. And you need to learn from it. Like, I remember when I first read, he was like, yeah, I, you know, I apologize. It's like, no, you didn't. You never mm-hmm. apologize for this shit. Like, never seen a public apology. Yeah. Ever. So, like, what are you doing? But he's able to, like, create his own fiction now because everybody's looking at him again because somebody got beat. It helps me to actually be able to. If I'm frustrated if I'm dealing with something to vent and say what I what I'm what's going oh, on. I just realized so they can't I'm hear it. from an actual clinical person that's yeah. like, you know what? I think they can. Wait, can they hear this in the chat room? Mm-hmm. Somebody asks is that sway. Okay, all right, cool. So they can't hear it? Mm-hmm. All right. For some reason it wasn't registered on both channels. But uh they said they can barely hear it. All right. Let me uh go back to playing it then. After, you know, it's good to feel this way because, you know, feelings, emotions, energy, emotions. Mm-hmm. Come in and go. You know what I'm saying? It's not supposed to stay there. You're not supposed to keep it inside because it's, it'll just bottle up and you, you'll become a monster. So and you explode, right? Yeah, explode. So for me, I think dealing with my anger issues and, and um, understanding myself and, yeah. and you know the life I've been through and where I'm headed, you know, and where I want to be. Yeah. You know, it has helped me, you know, really focus on what's important and, and not you know, f up. You know. Uh-huh. So I think, you know, for anybody who's going through that situation or anybody who's dealing with it, you know, it's all about the choices. Every situation is different, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's all about the choices you make and how you control your anger. So That's what you would say to Ray Rice or anybody else? Yeah, or? Ray or anybody. Yeah. Because, I'm, you know, I'm, I, I'm not better than the next man, so I can just say I've been down that road and, mm-hmm. you know, I've dealt with situations and I made my mistakes too. But, you know, it's all about how you, how you push forward and how you control yourself. He's right. Ray Rice needs to go on Good Morning America and start throwing chairs out the window, man. Get Start controlling himself, Karen. Mm. 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 Mm-hmm. You mess with me. Hmm? Uh, we also have a Democratic congressman who recommends sexting to organized voters. His name is Representative James Clyburn. He's a Democrat from South Carolina. It's giving an interview. Some stuff on that internet that will say to the people of Ferguson, Missouri, get to the polls by 7 o'clock this evening so you won't have to march at midnight. That's the kind of stuff that we've got to do today. Uh, use the tools that we have. 
He's got great to communicate about everything else. Uh, we can uh, text, uh, what we call it, sexting. Uh, let, let's do some uh, voting uh, 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 organizing uh, over the Internet. We've got the tools. Let's use them for a new massive movement that will make sure that we can have in November 2014 the kind of turnout at the polls that we had uh, in 2012 in November. That's right, guys. Yeah, that's new vocabulary word for him, and he used it in the wrong context. Looks like uh, Anthony Weiner was up to was on to something. You gotta get out there, and get the sex in everybody. Yeah, sex yeah. your local, sex your local congressman. Yeah, and what? Hey, you know, people people do vote, and they are voting, and this shit still happens to them. So, what are you gonna do about that? Uh, listen, Karen. What they need to do is get out here and start sexting that congressman. Get on your phone. Oh, send them titty pictures. Get your dick out. Get your titties out. And you send it to your local congressman. You say, hey, you want some of these titties? Hey, you get want the, some of these twerking in my ass? Get the passing some of my initiatives. Send some of them vines out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get the, He's going to open up his inbox and be highly surprised. Use some of the tools that we That's got. That's the kind of stuff that we've got to do today. Uh, use the tools that we have. We've got great tools to communicate about everything else. Uh, we can uh, text, uh, what we call it, sexting. Uh, let, let's do some. Uh, that is a vicious tag. Right. What is it? What do we call it? Sexting? We can dictate some pictures. What do we call those? Dick pics? <laughs> Get some dick pics out there. Uh, uh, we do that. You know, his PR person's like, oh, damn it. Maybe even make one of them, uh, them sex tapes, them sectional tapes. You know, they're like, oh no, he went off the script. Oh no. <laughs> Just read the words. Yeah, I think Jennifer Lawrence is into this. Uh, we need to do that. Um, other sad political news. Remember ex-governor Mark Sanford, the guy who cheated on his wife and lied and said he took a hike in the woods, mm-hmm. but later it was discovered he was with his Argentinian Tinian lover. Yes. Which he left his wife for. Yes. Well, now his Argentinian lover and him have called it off. That was his girlfriend. He was, he thought, thought he was leaving her for love and ready to make that next step. Thought he found, finally found a woman he wanted to be with. But he announced in a lengthy Facebook post that he and his girlfriend have called off their impending wedding. Uh, in the post, which it should be noted is, what? Well, anyway. No, he writes, no relationship can stand forever. This tension is being forced to pick between the one you love and your own son or daughter. And for this reason, Belen and I have decided to call off the engagement. Maybe there will be another chapter when water's calm with Jenny. But at this point, the environment is not conducive to building anything, given no one will want to be caught in the middle of what's now happening. Belen is a remarkably wonderful woman who I've always loved and will forever be grateful for not only the many years we have known and loved each other, but the last six very tough ones wherein she has encouraged me and silently borne his tribulations with her ever warm and kind spirit. Uh, the tension Sanford refers to in that paragraph is outlined in thousands of words in the post, but here in this, here's a helpful summary in the Washington Post. Things have grown especially tense in recent weeks after Jenny Sanford demanded that the congressman undergo a psychiatric evaluation and complete anger management and parenting classes as part of divorce proceedings. She also sought to put limitations on her ex-husband's visitation rights with his youngest son, who was 16. 
so sounds like they have an ugly divorce and she's mm. like you need to get rid of your girlfriend that you left me for and publicly embarrass me you can do a lot of things to a woman what you won't do is publicly embarrass her ass or mm. cheating on her right out on the open platform mm-hmm. a lot of marriages make it through a lot of shit but yes, that's they one do. very rarely a can lot you, of shit <laughs> not very many people can pull off a kobe bryant okay that's why he's the black mama and your ass is just black right she wanted full control of their custodial accounts, which were very significant in size. I gave it. I did these things for two reasons. One, because my good friend Covey Culberson had reminded me that it was all guys. And if he wanted to have more, if he wanted you to have more, you would. And if he wanted you to have less, then you would have less. He accordingly strongly advised against spending money and time and controversy fighting over things that God ultimately controlled. So now he's just saying, it's not the lawyers, it's God. So... It ain't me. But yeah, man, Mark Sanford, dog. Sanford can't see his son. Um Kanye West. <laughs> this just in can Kanye West. Bit of a jerk. Uh-oh. What's the breaking news? Just <laughs> I don't think you get breaking news for Kanye. Come oh, on. Oh, okay. Now. Oh, okay. Oh, that's be that's launch gate. Okay, my bad. Kanye West allegedly uh pulled a real Joe Biden at a performance in Melbourne last night. <laughs> Joe Biden. Yeah, you know, uh, you'll see why in a second, Karen. Well, he threatened to stop a performance if a wheelchair-bound fan didn't stand up. What? Yeah, now, we remember Joe Biden did that when he uh, was at a campaign event, and there was a man stuck in a wheelchair. He told him to get out of the seat, <laughs> uh, and the dude couldn't because, you know, he was in the wheelchair for a reason. It wasn't one of those recreational wheelchairs. <laughs> that <laughs> he was just floating around in. so popular with the hipster kids now it's like oh let me put on my recreational wheel uh, still uh, wheelchair chuck graham state senator's here chuck stand up chuck let him see you oh god love you what am i talking about i tell you what you're making everybody else stand up though pal thank you very very much yeah chuck graham is uh in a wheelchair and he's the senator i tell you what stand up for chuck Thank you, pal. You can tell I'm new. Good to see you, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. You can tell I'm new. <laughs> yep. that's First about day of the job, huh? That's about, right. No, fifth. That's about <laughs> as uh, close as you can get to playing that off. So Kanye West um, announced he wouldn't perform his particular song unless everyone was standing at it, unless you got a handicap pass and you need to get a special parking permit and shit. In this instance, Kanye reportedly moved on when the audience member he was waiting on waved a prosthetic limb in the air, confirming that he did, in fact, get special parking and shit. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Oh, oh, my bad. Wave your leg in the air. Wave it like you just don't care. But this wasn't the only case of an accidentally asking a wheelchair-bound fan to stand up. Kanye experienced last night. Later, Kanye sent his bodyguard to make sure a seated audience member was, in fact, handicapped. Hey, go check on him. Because if he ain't handicapped, he got to get out. But when another fan remained seated, he stopped the song Good Life, saying, This is the longest I've had to wait to do a song. It's unbelievable. Before sending bodyguard Pascal Duvier into the arena to check whether the person was, in fact, in a wheelchair, which they were. The crowd was also yelling that he was in a wheelchair, but he waited for Pascal's confirmation. The witness said, while others said the crowd made wheelchair motions to alert the singer to his mistake. Kanye continued with the performance after getting the confirmation and telling the wheelchair-bound fan that remaining seated was fine, that he was okay, you good. 
Luckily, as long as they're staying, the Kanye has no problem performing to a crowd of people making wheelchair motions. So there you go, guys. Kanye West mm, fucked up a little bit. I'm not that picky shit. I'm just glad shit. I'm just glad you can't see me. Wheelchair, mm-hmm. no wheelchair. Uh, this is major news here, guys. This is why you've been waiting for us to come back all week. I know you wanted to get our opinions on this next story. Uh-oh. But uh, in a Florida restaurant, oh, Florida, they have decided to ban ketchup. Wow. I like to ketchup. any patron over 10 years old. What is the kids shooting it up their nose? What's happening? It's a goddamn catastrophe is what's happening. Why wow, are they... Are they snorting? Why are we been to catch up? No catch up for you, says Mad Fresh Bistro in Fort Myers, Florida, on this website. Also, no salt. We know what we're doing, the website reads. Part of the mad experience is to trust the chef and not have preconceived notions of what your dish is going to need. The restaurant stands has stirred up some strong emotions, particularly on the pro catch up side. Now, I would like to think that me and <laughs> classic material can at least combine on this issue. I don't care if it's room temperature or if it's in the refrigerator. I don't give a fuck if it's frozen. You need to provide ketchup at every meal that I would like to have ketchup at. Can I get an amen on that one at least? You can for me. They're not going to take my ketchup away, one person tweeted. Yeah, over my cold, dead hands. One outraged Yelper wrote, I asked this. Who do they think they are? Our parents? Food Nazis? Exactly. <laughs> Last time I checked, this is good old America. The U.S. of A. This is not Germany or wherever they don't have liberty to put ketchup on their food. Give me ketchup or give me death. <laughs> the Wire published a story entitled America Should Ban Chefs Who Ban Ketchup. Exactly. Right. Because who the fuck are you to tell you me? Get the fuck out of my country. My food. Yeah. Go back to, go back to your country. Wiggity boogity. With your blandless food. Mad Bistro isn't the first establishment to get backlash for a condiment ban. Writing on, on Yelp, a customer said he asked for ketchup but was denied. While I applaud the chef for having great a great palate and making a delicious menu, please don't assume you know my mouth better than I do. Exactly. Right. I bring my own ketchup. I'm going to fuck. Right, I've seen people do that. Ketchup and I give hot it, sauce. And I give it to everybody. I'm like, you want some ketchup too? This the anti, this the ketchup revolution. What you going to do, arrest me, catch up police? As a left-handed person, I already experience a lot of discrimination from right writers all the time. Yeah, yeah you do. That's you why know? everybody wonder why we always sit on the opposite side of the table. Because if not, me and Roger got killing each other with the elbows. Yeah. I already suffer enough with the right man. <laughs> all you guys walk around with your right privilege. Don't even know how much the world is designed for you. You know, how many doors do I have to go through? I have to use my off hand to open them. <laughs> right? I never know the satisfaction of using my left hand to open the door unless it's double doors. Oh, That's right. Thing. Exactly. Um, some Yelpers went too far as to try to push a photo of the father's office sweet potato fries smothered in ketchup in an effort to make the image of the restaurant's main photo on Yelp.com. Father's office chef Sang, Zoom, Sang Yoon said earlier this year that he's not really into the ketchup thing. He said the sweet and sour ketchup can be made using other ingredients. No, it can't, you son of a bitch. Mm-mm. It's made using American tomatoes and probably Chinese or Taiwanese spices. I don't know where we get our shit from. Mm-hmm. I just know that it's not Salt, for sugar. your ass to decide. Sure ain't. 
Unless you got some house ketchup. Yoon added that he doesn't hate ketchup, contrary to popular belief. He just hates freedom in America. So, yeah, I, some, yeah, some people serve other shit. What we want is ketchup, and we want it now. Mm-hmm. Okay? This nation was founded on a rich tradition of smothering our food in very unhealthy sauces. Right. And, and you will not take that away from us. And salt. And much salt. Mm-hmm. Um, let me tell you, if you're on the side of Ray Rice in this, and that he's just a true victim of, 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 of everything in this too, um, you're also, um, on the side of AJ DeGaldo, who's a National Review columnist who's best known for her work titled, uh, Crying Rape. Crying Just, Rape? Yeah, it's a book about how, uh, women are making up all these sexual assaults. She was a special guest on Sarah Hannity's radio show this week. Hannity got her to take on the video, got her take on the video uh, in, of Ray Rice knocking his fiance out cold in the elevator. Uh, her theory is Ray is the bigger victim of domestic violence because actually Janae knocked herself out. Oh, with that two piece he gave her? Mm-hmm. She knocked herself. So, so her face just went into his fist and just knocked. So, so she just took her face and just went upside his fist okay yeah let me see if i can find the audio i don't know if this is just the segment that she was on or if this is going to be the entire show there was an article by michael o'keefe in the daily news in new york today and the first question most callers ask is how do i leave him the first question is typically how do i get him to stop hitting me so it's not unusual for domestic violence victims he says like janae palmer rice to stand by her man and anyway, should that become the public's business, especially because this is now a high-profile case with a videotape that corroborates what actually happened? Anyway, here to weigh in on it, A.J. Delgado, Harvard grad, commentator, writer, Jamu Green, Fox News contributor. Uh, welcome both of you to the program. Hey, Sean. A.J., Thanks, what do you Sean. think? Is, does this, in other words, I'm concerned watching that video just makes my stomach sick. I think it could have been a lot worse. I think the injuries could have been so severe. She hit her head the wrong way. She could have even died. Who knows? Um, the fact that she now decided to marry him. She decided to forgive him. She's lashing out at people that are weighing in on this. We know that we know how domestic violence abuse victims react sometimes, and, and they have a hard time getting away from the people that are victimizing them and abusing them. What do we do? Right, but I think that the key here is she doesn't consider herself a victim of domestic violence. And some might even say watching that video that Ray Rice is the bigger victim of domestic violence here. So what I find ironic is that liberal culture of domestic violence advocates that keeps talking about women's rights and empowering well, women, right. they're calling a woman a victim who's standing up and saying, no, wait, I'm not. And, and what could be more patronizing than that? She's telling us I'm not a battered woman, I'm not a victim, lay off. And we're going, no, yes, but, you but, are a victim. But we know you the... just don't know you are. All right. We know the truth, though, because we've got the videotape. But you said that he's a victim because, why, she slapped him? And he absolutely is. And I guess if some might say I'm defending Ray Rice here. Maybe I am. But if you watch the video, the video actually helps make him look better than he did before. She repeatedly attacks him. He's a victim, flat-out fact, 
of domestic violence. Only after she's hit him several times and spit on him does he finally hit back. And then she happens, because of that blow, to knock herself out on the railing. That was an unintended consequence, I'm sure, um, of what he did. But he's the victim just as much here. Why is it? Because she's the woman. I thought we lived in this gender-neutral society. Liberals are always telling us women and men are exactly the same. They should not be treated any differently. But when it comes to domestic violence or rape accusations, the woman is automatically the wallflower, is automatically the victim. I'd love to have a liberal explain that to me. Why are they not treated equally? He's just as affected and just as much a victim and hit even more than she was. What do you think, Jamo? Thanks for having me, Sean. Uh, I want to start with a few numbers. Uh, this is not a liberal or conservative issue. Well, I agree with you. One out. in four women in this country, one out of four women, will experience domestic violence in their lifetimes. Where did you get that statistic yes. from? I'd never heard that one before. Um, I know that I know that liberal. it is a real thing that happens, and it. Well, this this goes to show you how ignorant people are to fucking domestic violence. When people start being like, "This is weird," I've never heard that number before. Okay, people, just because a, a woman and people around you ain't telling you they getting their asses beat, don't mean that they ain't getting their asses beat. Well, it's not even that. Just you can look it up. You don't. You haven't heard it before because you don't care. Right. That's the part that people don't talk about. Like I didn't know that stat because you didn't Google it. You didn't give a fuck. You know, not to mention, um, we, like, I just don't know what the fuck A.J. Delgado was looking at. Now, this is a woman that wrote, you know, crying rape, which, you know, seems to be just red meat for conservatives who hate liberals. And just the fact that, hey, Democrats say rape is wrong. I need to make a case for why rape's not a big deal or it's even right in some cases. Seems like that's what she's doing here. Anyone that watched that tape that thinks Ray Rice got beat up by Janae Palmer is kidding themselves, honestly. Right. You know, like that, like that's the thing. When the tape came out, there's a reason people were like, oh, I was making a case against this and now I'm not. Even Jason Whitlock came around and you know, that dude can be ignorant as shit at times. So, you know, very, very weird to, but you know, people want to get paid. So yeah, she brought that money and, it's just one of those things when I look at it, I just go, okay, um, you're just being very ignorant and you just don't care. Yeah, so um, let's go ahead and get on our game, Karen. It's time. We're back, so we might as well do this. We're just fucking with those black people. We're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with, fucking with black people. That's right, guys. It's time to play the game that you all got a week and a half off from. It's fucking with black people. It's the game where we all read different articles from all over the place, and they're making us mad, and we assign points from 0 to 100, intervals of 25, and uh, let you know how much we've been fucking with. Today's contestant, because we're running out of time here because of football, Today's contestant is a uh, LAPD officer. Jesus Christ. Wow. Boy, is there egg on the LAPD's face. Again. <laughs> Always and again. Uh, Los Angeles cop had to resign after he started texting about pulling a Ferguson on some monkeys. Oh, shit, not a Ferguson. Well, maybe he worked at a zoo, Karen. And he had to pull Ferguson on those monkeys. News 2 at 6. 
former officer Ellsbury uh, has resigned from the Baton Rouge Police Department and uh, we will be closing the investigation from this point. Less than 24 hours after an exclusive report by the investigative unit, a police officer called it quits. Good evening, our investigation centered around racist text messages he is accused of sending. Last night, the Baton Rouge Police Department took action against Ellsbury by placing him on leave. Now, he'd been with the department for 15 years, a corporal who worked out of the 4th District. It's an area near Southern University that's predominantly African-American. News 2's chief investigator Chris Nakamoto broke this story last night and has more on an investigation with prompt results. Chief Dabity wanted to make things clear. This behavior won't be tolerated. That's why his department immediately launched an investigation when it learned of this matter and looked into the situation closely. I was sick to my stomach. It is probably the most uh, egregious thing that I have ever read, read in my career, 29 years of being in this police department. Baton Rouge Police Chief Carl Dabity is talking about this string of racist text messages that were allegedly sent by a police officer in his department. The messages were racist against African Americans. Were police officer Michael Ellsbury allegedly... Yeah, uh, let me read these messages real quick. They are nothing but a bunch of monkeys, four exclamation points. The only reason they have this job is because of the nigger in them. I wish everyone, I wish someone would pull a Ferguson on them and take them out. I hate looking at those African monkeys at work, and I enjoy arresting those thugs with their sagging pants. You are a nigger-loving something, and you will be blocked for good this time. A string of racist text messages that were allegedly sent by a police officer in his department. The messages were racist against African Americans. Where police officer Michael Ellsbury allegedly called them monkeys, said he enjoyed arresting thugs with saggy pants, and wished a Ferguson would happen here. And to see something like that uh, almost erase everything that we've been working for was, was gut-wrenching. Dabity says all officers are required to take sensitivity training, and this is something that shows more of that needs to be done. It's why he's forcing all officers to take additional classes beginning next year. We have worked very diligently in this department to uh, bridge the gap in this community and in this department with race relations. Uh, and we've worked, and we're still working really hard with that. On Wednesday, President of the State NAACP, Dr. Ernest Johnson, called for the immediate termination of Ellsbury. We're talking about safety in the community and the enforcement of safety by peace officers that should not have this type of bias. I don't care how many civil service rules there are, this man should be fired. Metro Councilwoman C. Denise Marceau weighed in on this issue. That's just crazy and says she knows firsthand about race issues in her district. But you've got to weed out the bad apples. Uh, I think for the most part, most officers in the Baton Rouge City Police Department are upstanding officers and do Oh, my bad. This is Louisiana, not Los Angeles. A great okay. job. But you have that percentage that want to keep that mentality going, uh, that uh, substandard uh, for African-Americans, the way they treat them. Dabity says he wasn't able to sleep last night and placed Ellsbury on leave, taking his gun, car, and badge. Today, he says the alleged actions of this officer are a true wake-up call. I want this police department to be a professional, respected police department. And this type of incident that's happened will not be tolerated, period.
The internal investigation is closed, but Baton Rouge police are still trying to determine if a crime was committed by sending the text messages. Officer Ellsbury did not have a disciplinary history with the department, according to Davity. Davity says he plans on having a meeting with the NAACP to talk about race relations. Some of those meetings are coming up next week, and of course, we'll keep you posted. Chris Nakamoto, WBRZ News 2. All right, Chris, thanks for that. Now, How the fuck you going to get sensitivity training? Out of that kind of racism, what he just did? No, right. you couldn't say that. Like, oh, 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 I oh, so, so this is racist. My bad, dog. Well, I'll be damned. I just wow. So you really can't call black people monkeys? Oh, I can see how this would look bad for me. Yeah, fuck that, man. And the dude, I couldn't sleep at night last night. Listen, mm. when I deal with racist, I sleep like a fucking baby. I sleep like a child, honestly. Like, I have no compunction about that shit. I don't feel bad for them assholes at all. I had to fire a racist, and I lost every ounce of sleep last night. Mm-mm. <sighs> anyway, 100 for me. Mm-hmm. Same here. All right, let's play our other game, because it's about time to wrap it up. Yes, it is. Now that it's time for some Guess the Race. That's right, it's Guess the Race time. Now that it's time for some Guess the Race. That's right, it's Guess the Race time. That's right, guys, it's time for Guess the Race, the number one game show going across all of podcast land where we play or read news articles from all over the globe and we ask our contestants today, the racist ass chat room to guess the race. And I will mention again, they are racist. All right, let's get it on. A uh, Northern California man has been arrested after his ex-girlfriend said he cooked her dog and fed it to her. Oh, snap. Ryan Wattenpog of Palo Cedro was arrested Thursday. He remains jail Friday. Wattenpog's ex told police he had repeatedly struck her while they were dating and that after one assault, he left her Reading apartment and returned to find her. She left her apartment and returned to find her Pomeranian bear missing. Police say the couple briefly reconciled last week and watched the pod cook the woman a meal. But she told police she he later texted and asked her how her dog tasted. Mm. Now that's a hard movie moment. On Tuesday, Watson Pog allegedly left two of the dog's paws outside of her door. Oh. Well, that's just good luck. Put them on a keychain, right? Uh, that's rabbit, ain't it? Oh, my bad. Damn. Oh, okay. No, not, not the same animal. But, but dogs are bigger, so that would be even more luck. No. Police say Walton Park has denied killing or cooking the dog. He was booked for animal cruelty, domestic violence, stalking, and false imprisonment. Guess the race of Mr. Ryan Walton Park. Um, well, don't you, the dogs is missing, so, um, okay. What do you mean? Like, he claimed he cooked the dog. What, what are you at then? The dog just ran off, Karen. All dogs go to heaven. <laughs> uh asian dog cooker says leslie oh had to go with the asian stereotype of cooking animals all right everybody else take it too long oh you cook dog hurry up and fry oh oh, oh negro montoya that is cold-blooded man he put Velveeta on the dog and made a cheesesteak white says hustle crow the correct answer is oh crouching tiger hidden dog eater the Aww. correct answer <laughs> guys are all ain't shit every last one of y'all hey I, I missed this part of the show i missed y'all's racism uh and norman bates bastard son with julia childs meet by the pound uh or form the pound from the pound asian the correct answer is asian 
Uh, a couple, you missed it. Yeah, that's uh, it's pretty damn disgusting, man. And he was an Asian dude. Yes, he was. I don't know how you guys got that, but that that is some good ass old fashioned racism uh, that you guys used to deduce that one. Um, I put his picture in the chat real quick. Uh, let me see. Um, I wonder if Asian people looked at that one like, God damn it, <laughs> you know, like this, this stereotype that we eat dogs. We got to do this, dog. Really? Um, all right, I think that the picture won't show up for some reason. But all right, um, we gotta go to the bonus round already because we gotta get going. Mm-hmm. Um, double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. Same rules as the last round. Double the points. All right, let's go. We do not have time. Um, here is one. All right. A 46 year old man from Lidditz, uh, is in trouble today. He's been charged with assaulting a woman over several days, including lighting her genital area on fire. Oh, sounds like she was a fire crotch. <laughs> yeah, she got a hot crotch going on. Does the carpet burn the drapes? <laughs> Come Apparently on. they do. I will be here all week. Make sure you guys. Tip your waitresses. <laughs> um, he's charged with assaulting a woman over several days, including lighting the general area on fire. Police charge uh, Donald Dale Hackman Jr. I guess this uh, happen when you use all those hair products down there. Mm-hmm. With felony arson. Well, this is like a great advertisement for shaving your pubes, I guess. <laughs> uh, he aggravated art assault, false imprisonment, and misdemeanor civil assault. The victim told police that Hackman with whom she and her son have been staying with for about a month, assaulted her over the course of several days. Hackman reportedly struck her repeatedly in the face and stomach with a closed fist and beat her several times with a belt, to which Adrian Peterson and Ray Rice said, what's the problem with that? It was during one of the assaults that Hackman lit her genital area on fire and yelled at her for screaming and crying. The victim told police that Hackman extinguished the flames. The victim suffered second and third degree burns to her lower stomach. I don't know. What, why did you go to pee? What what, what was uh, the hint? Mm-hmm. You gonna hit it with a hit it with a fire extinguisher? Like I don't understand this. Women are way sicker than men. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about. I'm about pissing. to say what they do hit it with the sperm, but yeah, you know some liquid. The victim suffered second and third degree burns to her lower stomach, genital area, inner thighs. She was admitted to Heart of Lancaster Hospital later that the Lehigh Valley Hospital burn care unit, where she's recovering. I've never dealt with injuries like that of any type of assault from a male toward a female victim, Schofield said. My heart went out to this woman. The victim also told police Hackman locked her son inside a closet for approximately 90 minutes for acting out during the assault. The victim's son is being cared for by a family member. Hackman did not resist arrest when police knocked on his door at 1130 that night. I believe he knew why we were there. Of course. He's being held in jail on $500,000 bail. Let's check the chat room for the race. Hannibal Lecter White, Donald Dale, and he accepted the woman's son into the house. He white. Landowner. He just wants to watch the crotch burn white. Two first names, and he's a junior. Oh, oh, he white. Strangely doesn't season or cook his food white. Fire Marshal Bill, let me show you something. 
and was able to purchase a dungeon and start a cheese business with his excellent credit the correct answer is he was a white man nobody missed this so all my new in-laws if you're listening this is what we do for a living um <laughs> let's let's get out of here um um man i don't even think we have time for sore ratchetness to do our lineups i'll try to squeeze one in karen what do you think i should do mm, pretty up to you we do we gotta be really short one all right let me see if i can find the shortest sore ratchetness story in the history of the podcast uh nigga had a sword got shot all right the end right um uh, too long no this is short uh apparently the type of one the type of weapon allegedly used monday by a man shot dead by a police palmville police officer was a samurai style sword uh rapid sheriff uh spokesperson lieutenant tommy carline said the weapon 40 year old christopher shane leblanc used as he charged that police was a 38 inch samurai style sword Early reports indicate the weapon was a machete, but turns out it was a goddamn sword. Uh, the edges were extremely sharp before the bullets entered his ass. Pineville police were dispatched to his home about 10, 14 a.m. in reference to a man wielding a weapon. When officers arrived at the scene, um, the reports they were, that they were met by a man identified as LeBlanc. He was wearing only his underwear, possibly a little drunk, and he was carrying a sword. <laughs> Well, I'll just say that's the trifecta for getting your ass sent straight to hell. Pineville police alleged that LeBlanc charged at the officers and that one of the officers drew his weapon and shot LeBlanc multiple times. LeBlanc was pronounced dead at the scene. So there you go. The identity of the officer is not being released. Um, so, uh, you know, we'll find out later, I'm assuming. But uh sounds like a clean shooting to me. I don't need more details, personally. Mm-mm. I call that a easy day of justice all right man we got to get out of here we've done as long as we can i got to make sure adrian peters is not starting any of my lineups right we'll talk to you guys tomorrow until then uh go to adamandeve.com tbgwt go to itunes and check out the best erotic karen i love you i love you too